Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Time to wake up to a new reality. Howdy all and welcome back to Core. This is Core where we talk about video games and the world around them. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger and I just got back from Las Vegas, Nevada where I had a whole lot of fun and a nice relaxing time but I wanted to make one comment about my Steam Deck, which I took along with me and played a bunch Tell of games. Tell us about your deck. You yeah. want to talk about your deck again? Again, about the deck. So I took it to Vegas and uh, took it to the pool one night because I was just like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not getting in there. You guys all swim. I'm just going to be over here playing a game. I, it's so stupid. I'll talk about it later. Did you deck in the water? I didn't bring my deck in the water, no. I didn't feel good about that. I could have gone to the hot tub, but I just thought, eh, it's too much un, uncontrolled uh, factors here. What are some young punk comes running and jumps in and cannonballs my deck right into the you don't want to play on a small deck you no don't want to play on, a, on a huge deck on a regular sized deck yeah great big giant deck so i did that i sat out there at a table <laughs> and i played uh metroid fusion more on that later uh for a real long time and uh boy that thing got more looks from people than any game boy I ever had out like, they probably were wondering how bold you are to play a Nintendo game on a non-Nintendo <laughs> device. Could they like, see you were playing? Look at Captain Bold over here challenging Nintendo when they're feeling real litigious. That's true. I didn't think well, of it that way. It wasn't that. It was the device, though. They couldn't see your screen. No, they either. don't know. It's just so big. And a lot of and the kids made sense. Little kids would go, Dad, what's, it was what's he so got big. over there? His Switch is big. What's the, why is it so big? Like, I heard of that a couple times. But there were even, like, old people going... 
That's interesting what he's got there. <laughs> you see that deck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird um, it was a weird back and forth a little bit with a few people. But anyway, the deck getting looks in Did Vegas. Did it make you self-conscious where you're like, I'm going to go into the hotel room. I'm just getting Eventually, yeah. Out. Eventually, I was like, I'm zipping Everyone's this up. Everyone's just looking at, wants to look at my big deck and, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of annoying with all these people paying Well, that's funny you say that because I, I think it was chill. maybe two, three minutes after that I said, Kim, I'm going upstairs, and I zipped up the case and put it in the bag and took it oh, up. That's, you hate more. to see it. People don't stare at people's yeah. big Scott is deck. more than a big deck, everybody. Yeah, I'm a lot more He's than a human just being. A deck. Yeah, I'm a man, exactly. okay? And I have man's needs, and my needs were uh, Metroid-shaped. <laughs> look at your own deck. Yeah, go <laughs> look at your own deck and stop looking at me. But anyway, it was a really fun time. I'm glad I got away. But I'm happy to be back since this was the last show I did before I left. Well, that's not true. I did film sack before we left, but uh, it felt like it. So it's nice to be back on core and we may as well get started. Oh, looky here. Our main topic. Uh, (laughs) All right. So for a long time, a lot of us, myself included, were under the impression that Overwatch 2... uh, one of the major reasons that it was oh, no. versioned and became a main topic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but Bo clearly just joining. Yeah. The checking notes. the notes. Uh, <laughs> Overwatch two uh, was promised to be, have a major PVE component when it got announced. And then later they said, well, we're going to launch it without it, but it's in the works and boy, are we making progress? It's going to be awesome. And then a couple of days ago, they announced that Overwatch two, uh, PvP mode, hero mode is canceled. They're not doing interesting it. strategy to try and keep people away from BlizzCon. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have and then the about very that. next day they announced BlizzCon. That was the other thing. They're like, "Well, everybody's feeling so good. Yeah. Well, what if all we all salty. got together? <laughs> and here's the dates. You'll do that. Man, if they didn't have Diablo Four coming out in a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, whatever it is, they would be they would be in a weird pinch right now, like just with the community. Like, I don't know if you can even, if they didn't have Diablo 4 shipping, I don't think you can, could even do a BlizzCon in the wake of news like this when there is nothing else well, going on. By all, by all accounts, WoW is doing okay. It's doing fine. And the people who are still playing it, yeah, it's fine. They're having a great time. Hell, Bo's playing, well, he's playing uh, hardcore uh, freaking the classic. I've been playing World of, I've, Kind of got the World of Warcraft bug right now. It's been I got plenty of other games to play, but what do I want to play? Classic era Warcraft. Yep, it's all World it's like two hundred uh, two thousand seven where you live, and then uh, it's just how it is. Uh, it's a little more than that, but yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't count that as like you know a dub. That's a community W. Yeah, you know, and some people who work at the company who are nurturing it, but uh, you know, that's not. That's not Activision executives going like, let's <laughs> let's capitalize on this hardcore World of Warcraft, even though that's what they should be talking about, I think. But, Maybe um, they probably are, at least internally, at least having those discussions. They've confirmed they're doing official hardcore Yeah, servers. but I, we're talking about probably there's people on, like, the Warcraft team who, you know, they, like, people, the developers are probably fostering it. I don't think Bobby Kodak's going, like, what's going on with that hardcore wag? Probably doesn't know. <laughs> no. No. I don't, I don't think You know what I mean? Knows. Like, yeah. the, the, the company, you know, the, it, I'm sure it didn't come up in their quarterly call, but it, it's like, it's like low key, the biggest piece of positive Blizzard, 
you know, movements in, in media and, and things being shared. It's like, it's like one of the biggest wins I think they, they've had recently, even if people aren't playing it just in terms of interest, public interest. Yeah. And it's coming out of, you know, straight out of the community instead of out of the company, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, part- well, they officially announced hardcore servers this week. Too. Oh, they did. Okay. But it was, it's not officially like, here's a press release. It's the guy. It might be five guy. I don't know how many people work on classic hair stuff. It was just announced on, on a community stream. Hmm. So I don't think it's going to be rolled out with crazy fanfare. It feels, it feels very like niche, even within blizzard. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I don't know how you capitalize on it monetarily either. I mean, your classic is classic well, and you're letting, I sub and I would not sub to play retail. Well, that's true. So they're getting revenue from someone, you know, um, True. And I'm talking about it on my my show. Have you been attempted or attempted? Have you been tempted is the word I was looking for uh, to try current retail during this process or no? I have no interest. None at all? You don't want to be on a There's way dragon? too much content. I want to get to other games. It's not interesting. Mm. But this like, is, I admit, this classic, is a very classic interesting Warcraft thing. is like better... Not better, because there's a lot of things you can point to and say, like, retail's developed and made things better, blah, blah, blah. But hardcore WoW. I, don't, I wouldn't play just classic WoW. I would, I'm would. i playing hardcore WoW. Right. It's like, it's for that unique challenge, um, and it's, you know, when something's happening and a lot of people get caught up in it, like the community that's sort of growing around it is interesting and fun, and it's it's... It's for all the reasons in spite of, I think <laughs> there's nothing commercial going on here. This is like, you know, an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, one of the so, downsides of this announcement no of Overwatch in. 2 losing its PVP is that everybody assumes, uh, not everybody, a bunch of people have assumed this was the plan all along, basically strip the current business model out of Overwatch 1, release Overwatch 2, which is basically one and then say, oh, we're taking out that cool PvP thing that was, or PvE thing that was really going to set two apart from one. So now what are we left with? We're left with one with a battle pass. I, I guarantee you that is not. What I happened. guarantee it also. Like, There's no way it's I'm that the easy. biggest Overwatch 2 detractor you'll find. And I guarantee you they worked their asses off on this thing that they didn't put out. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it a good thing, but I guarantee you effort, time, resources, money, and energy went into it. A hundred percent sure of that. I know it did because I know people who played it and there was a lot more going on there during testing than we'll ever know. But um, yeah, it's almost like Titan got canceled twice, by the way. It's a little bit how it feels. Well, we've been down this road before, even when it came to Diablo 3. Grateful that they said something understand why they would wait till after the sales pitch to decide i can't imagine this was decided this week uh, people somebody even if not everyone there had to be a sense that this was headed that way do you think there's a strategy in for having it go out the day before the blizzcon noise or would it have been better to announce blizzcon and then announce something like this i i think this is probably the right order although it does come across extremely tone deaf to be like Hey guys, remember the whole reason we put a two after this thing and got you hyped for it? It's not happening. Hey, come watch us announce a bunch of new products, maybe, yeah. and uh, see what else we're not going to put out anytime soon. <laughs> well, I think it's bullshit that they're not that they're bailing on this. I mean, they probably have to and don't want to, but yeah, this smacks of um, in in hindsight, this smacks of you know doing 
you know, an- like making a sweet trailer for Anthem and having no game behind it just because E three is there. So we have BlizzCon. Let's make a sweet cinematic, but we got nothing. Like you, sh- this is this is not a new theme in in, in gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Even for Redfall as a recent example. Don't get out there and hype a product and say it's amazing and release turd. And I know Blizzard won't release a turd, which is why they've done the hard thing. It was a hard thing. But I just think it's bullshit that they abandoned the project altogether when, like, you know, Starship Troopers just got released. There's a bunch of looter shooters. It's a competent... Like, I'm like, you shouldn't have said anything. Whatever is going on with this Overwatch 2, which feels like a developers versus executive uh, C-suite battle that the fans that is being taken out on fans getting misinformed and hyped for no reason. I don't know. I just think it's bullshit. Like yeah. they, can, they can Starcraft multiplayer PVE. They're canning Overwatch 2 multiplayer PVE. It was the only reason I was excited for Overwatch 2. Overwatch 2 is I probably there's not going to be consequences for it, but like I think there's an argument to be made that like they're on the wrong side of the law on this one. Like there should. I think the only reason they get away with it is because they didn't ever charge anybody for it. Yeah, they made the game maybe so. Yeah, and that's why I don't feel that bad. Like, I guess it's like I've been here before. I could see it coming, or I'm not that shocked by it. But I still think it's like it's it's really shitty to like promise something on that level you know and then not be able to to deliver like it was the whole pitch (laughs) well and it also it it's not that like here's the thing is if there's gonna be people listening to this that go well i don't really care about overwatch 2 and it's not something that interests me but it wasn't just overwatch 2 that this gets impacted by for starters the pve component we learned this from the interviews around it is what negatively impacted and caused such a content drought in Overwatch 1. Right. So if you were a fan of Overwatch 1 and you were burned by, wow, they're just really not doing anything, because of this. If you got excited about Overwatch 2 because of the PvE component, obviously you got burned by this. If you're excited about Diablo 4, I think this is a legitimate red flag to be nervous. Now, are they different teams? Yes, for the same company. They are promising a live service ongoing game. That is part of what caused this problem. It would be stupidly naive of you to just go, well, they'll get it right for Diablo 4. That doesn't mean it's going to fail. I don't I don't know. But well, they're going to drop This is Diablo the same company. Super this is the same exact company failing on the live service side of a game again, which they have done so many times. This is a red flag. So I anybody who's looking at it and going, well, I'm actually excited about seasons and battle passes and all of that for Diablo 4, this is a thing to be nervous about. It doesn't ruin the game. It doesn't mean the game's going to be bad, but it certainly loses faith in the company that's wanting to say, put your faith in us, we're going to be doing long-term support for Diablo 4. And uh, you would be silly to think otherwise. Yeah. So it, it Diablo has... 4 is Destiny's already written, though. It's, it's an ARPG. Like, I'm pretty sure it's going to go from Star Child to Redheaded Stepchild really? in about a year. A year? Wow. They don't I mean... So. They don't want that. Drop-off I mean, I... will be huge. There's a core audience for ARPGs 
there's a reason they make Call of Duties every year, but not Path of Exiles every year. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's a niche genre that they're trying to uh, make mainstream. They're they're trying to squeeze it for every dollar they can with and the whatever's coming at BlizzCon and whatever's coming next is the main play. This is a stopgap. Like Diablo is a stopgap in the overall schedule. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So it'll be favored for a while, maybe longer than a year. But yeah, I'm fully expecting there to be promises unfulfilled on the Diablo side of things, so I'm not buying any of the roadmap bullshit that's coming out along with after launch. There'll certainly be seasons. They'll certainly support the game for a long time. But if you're looking at like a, a big AAA release to follow up, like an X-Pack or big content drops, World of Warcraft, this is not. Mm. I don't it's just a question of how many times are you going to get burned by the same company making the same promises before you go, hey... Maybe I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't buy Diablo 4. Doesn't mean you can't be hyped about Diablo 4. It just means go in with realistic expectations. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's why Overwatch 2, even if you don't care about Overwatch 2, is an interesting news story in general because Blizzard, by all accounts, should be a very successful video game company. And... Seeing news like this, seeing them drop the ball this hard on their customers is a bad sign. And it's not good, especially as we continue to kind of get into this era of every game has to be a live service game. It's just not great. It's a bad look. Um, also, hey, Blizzard, we'd love uh, press passes this year to uh, BlizzCon. And, uh, just let <laughs> us know how that goes. We, we cover game. it like we're press, whether or not we're <laughs> saying nice things or not. And uh, you know what? They deserve to to get a little flack I'm, for this. Again, I'm the I do- only person that gave Diablo 4 a 10. <laughs> yeah, I give it a ten. Not, not that my review, did review it things, very but, early. But, gave it a but I, yeah. I, you know, I we're there's no shortage of favorable things that we're going to say Blizzard's way. But um, man, like, of um, course, the thing this happened with Diablo three. Someone you know was mentioning Diablo three in the chat. There was supposed to be a second in uh, X pack. Like Reaper Souls was left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. They bailed on it and then decided not to tell anyone. It's so weird to be like at least they told people this time because they could have. It's in their playbook just to not have even said anything. That's true. So. Well, in the case, but the problem is you said you were making it in this case. In Diablo 3's case, they never said they were making a third expansion. Yeah, they basically said it. I mean, watch that cinematic. It's like to be continued. Yeah, but they it never was, sold the game. It was implied, 4. but they never did come I'm, out. I'm just say saying, like, Blizzard hey, themselves never said, hey, looking forward to our second expansion. I mean, that's never came up. So, yeah, I guess this is more egregious because they literally dropped a trailer for it and gave it a number. And yeah. like, yeah. Without the PvE content, then it's just Heroes 2. Point. And Heroes is the Heroes is technically a sequel. We're playing Heroes of the Storm <laughs> 2 right now. <laughs> yeah, Heroes of the Storm <laughs> like, 2. It's the same amount of change that they made. Like yeah. Now that there's no... And th- th- they were kind of going, well, there's going to be PvE content. No. Like, we were expecting a game. I've done like, that Halloween shit. I don't shit. want your mission yeah. shit. Like, I don't want to no. do that anymore. You don't, you don't get a pass on that. Yeah, That's not going to bring keep, me into your game. Right. I keep seeing them correct this, and I don't blame the devs for doing it. Of course, if you're on the team, you're going to say this. But I keep seeing them going, no, no, no. People keep saying, like, we're abandoning PV. We aren't. We're just we're abandoning aspects of it. Guys, the narrative wouldn't be that you're abandoning it if we thought what you're saying is coming was good enough. Also, six the months reason after everybody launch. is saying that it's not coming is because we don't count what you're saying. We understand that you think a cinematic is some solid PVE come like content coming down the pipeline. It's not. 
I it love isn't. Them. I love we a good cinematic. I don't think it is. I love a good cinematic, but that is not a replacement for this thing. Aaron Keller in the interview, by the way, super nice guy. Met him a few times. Yeah. Super sweet dude. I feel bad he's getting nailed on this so hard because I don't think he's the problem. But he said this. I think the scope of the hero's missions was really, really large, and what it's going to take to finish it was going to be a pretty remarkable, massive lift. Uh, you think about making a game that is supposed to be almost its own standalone co-op experience that people are going to be able to play as a main game, uh, and not just how, or sorry, and not just how do you put all of that, all of the content into that to finish it, even just a small piece of it. The talent trees, forty to fifty talents per hero, with over thirty-five plus heroes. You're looking at a thousand talents or thousands of talents to make everything just to get the game out the door, plus all yeah, the content in the Borderlands, and there's like five of them. Well, there like, is, but there, I, I, yeah, every, you're not every wrong. Every game is hard. Every game is hard work. You're, you're, like, not, you know, you're not wrong. I just know. I just don't think they thought most. This has to be somewhat financially motivated because somebody somewhere didn't think that this was worth it because they could do it. There's no question about whether they could they do it or not. Have, yeah, is it uh, worth why did the it take them five years to realize this? They just Overwatch it's like too. they sat up and they're like, guys, water's fucking wet. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you know that? Like they're writing, like do you know how much work this would be? Yeah. Why did it take you five years to figure it out? Yeah. What are you doing? This was the linchpin of your 2019 announcement, and yeah. here we are in 2023, and you're like, well, it turns out it was a lot of work. You didn't realize that in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not. Remember. So, important factor here is the meltdown that happened at ABK and the exodus of talent, which is probably affecting this, as well as the pandemic and changes. Well, here's it, where I'm. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute and I'm going to yeah. say, I don't give a shit. First of all, preface, I, uh, be kind to developers. Yeah. The people behind the game don't deserve your shit. Now that I've said that, I don't care about their story. Their job is to put out a game for us to play. Human beings do not need to know how game development works. If you want to go out there and learn how game development works, kudos to you. Good for you. Go out and do it and expand your knowledge and your repertoire. It's important to you. Go do it. But for general audience, it's not your job to know the ins and outs of game development. It's their job to put out the product that they said they were going to give you. And if they didn't do that, that's on them. That's not on you. It's not your job to learn their life story to judge whether or not it's fair that you got screwed out of the things you were excited for. You're right. I feel like my, I feel like my dad's mad at me right now. <laughs> Your dad? I feel like I'm in trouble, even though I don't just not talking to me. But I'm like, uh, well, I mean, like, it's hard to. But, I have a hard time disagreeing with any of that. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree with that too. It's like all those mitigating circumstances aside, it should have been. This was an easy solve. Overwatch is just Overwatch, and sell a PVE cop like Overwatch PV colon PVE, and that's seventy bucks. And then they would. It's Blizzard. There's a whole bunch of people who don't play RPGs that have bought Diablo 4 because they love Blizzard properties. Sure. Bless their hearts. Bless their That's hearts. That's great. And yep. they could have just done this here. Overwatch is way more, uh, has way more broad appeal than. Diablo, it's easy. In fact, that's probably how they could, should have salvaged this is to say like, okay, Overwatch 2 launched at a good place. We're now reverting back to regular Overwatch calling it and 2 will change to the PvE content. Let's go. Mm. But I, again, 
I almost wish they had armchair CEO of Blizzard here. You know, well, <laughs> well and I, I keep truly, seeing the easy solves for everything. And it's I truly happen, think so. this is, you know, I know it's a meme that like whenever Blizzard does something bad, it's Activision. That has changed, but that used to be the meme. Um, I do think this is an Activision thing. We heard plenty of reports out of Jason Schreier about, you know, corporate pushing Overwatch 2. A lot of the sure. projects Bo talked about got canceled in light of pushing Overwatch 2 to the forefront. We were surprised when Overwatch 2 started getting talked about. It doesn't seem a little fast for a for a Blizzard property. I think it was an initiative on the Activision side pushed forward and it doesn't surprise me that they didn't think about it because I have a feeling that the business end was going do two, do two. And they were like, well, what is two? We, we haven't really thought. And they're like, do two, do two. And so they're like, I don't know. <laughs> this will be what it is. Now I do believe that's the case. And I do believe that if, if you believe that that deserves, you know, an understanding and an acceptance and like holding Activision account. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't change the result for consumers. And if you were looking forward to Overwatch 2 PvE and you're now not getting it, that doesn't suck less because you understand why it happened. I agree. All of that said, though, I do think it's important to point this out. If they made this announcement with just a post saying, hey, we've scrapped this mode and then didn't have Keller and everybody else out there talking to everybody in interviews, people would be rabid. So this this idea that they that they them you don't need to know their life stories or you don't need to know all the ins and outs of game development I I agree with you in principle, but that's stuff they just have have to do. Like if they don't get yeah. out and talk yeah. about it, then everyone's like, why are they being so quiet about it? They get out and talk about it, everyone's like, I don't want to hear excuses. Like that is a oh, no win no. situation. I, I think the way they handled the announcement was good. I, I think it was about as good as you could hope for uh, for for this. Um, yeah. And I, again, I think. For me personally, you know, I'm not that invested in Overwatch, but I do feel for the devs that worked on it because we said at the start of the show, like, I guarantee you people poured their heart and soul into this mode. And that does suck. But for me, where I draw the line is like, but at the end of the day, what are you putting out to the people that are buying the game or playing the game or yeah. advocating for the game? Right. What if they got Warcraft reforged? Because if you Warcraft Reforged, remember oh, yeah. they were working on it till it was done, but then they got the at BlizzCon that year they were there, they slapped a release date on it, and that was news to the developers as well. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm sort of thinking of Overwatch. There's this hint to that because Kaplan, when he was pitching it, look, the reason we all think that is because you know uh, over Mister Overwatch himself, like the man who people watch sit in front of a fire because it was a memey thing to do. You know, beloved by the community surrounding Overwatch. Right. And whose reputation extended farther than people who played Overwatch. You might know who he is and not even play the game. Right. Um, didn't announce it with the sort of sincerity that he usually would have announced all things related to Overwatch. He seemed he was, lost on he stage. He seemed lost. Yeah. What if he got his talking points five minutes before? I mean, I wonder when his... NDA on his employment contract is up, how ironclad and permanent those things are, but it would be great for him to come out and talk and say, those dumb pieces of shit and activated. <laughs> Fuck them. Like, I'm looking forward to the day, uh, what's this, uh, I'm like, a, a booby man or something like that? Booby Anyways, man. Toots McBoobs. Um, Toots comes McBoobs? Out and, 
I know yeah, what you mean. He had some but, kind of booby name. Yeah, he had a name like everybody that. was mad at. Um, um, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the day he comes out and finally, you know, lays lays them uh, lays them out. Because it felt like he left kind of in protest or, you know, it, it, there was sour, uh, what is it, creamy oats on the way out. I think it's um, sour grapes, but I like creamy <laughs> oats. <laughs> creamy oats is pretty good. We've used creamy oats before. It's, I think it's the core meme, actually. Is oh, it? Tig Old Biddies. That's what his name was. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, Tig Old um, Biddies. Yeah. He's nice. a great character in Winnie the Pooh, t- Tiggle, Tiggle, <laughs> um, Tiggle the Tiger. <laughs> um, but, you know, I can't wait for him to come out and, and, you know, tell us what happened with that. Do you think uh, we ever get that? Because they are no. Visit us on Core, Jeff, if you're, you know, still. Yeah, if you want to come talk <laughs> to us, we can talk about it. We'll give, we'll yeah, give we'll you But it, it, it's come back up because people are watching that announcement now. And you see the announcement where he goes, we want to redefine what a sequel is. And that's kind of become a meme because everybody's like, boy, you sure did that. You know, that's the that's the big <laughs> reference joke to it. But if you genuinely watch that interview where he says that and he says, you know, like, hey, we need to figure out what an expansion and what a sequel is. And he seems <laughs> genuinely confused. Right? He yeah. seems genuinely confused himself about it. And he certainly doesn't explain it. And he certainly. The, yeah. The yes. reason I banged the Overwatch 2 is Overwatch with a 2 after it drum for as long as I did is based on that announcement, looking at them and going, they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, they should ideally know what they're doing before they announce, right? Like Overwatch 2, I know it sounds weird, but it should be, it's going to be this. And everyone goes, oh, I'm glad you've taken the time to have meetings and discuss what the plan is. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and what it ended up being. It's here's it's an update. Like it's here's the storm 2.0. Basically, it's Overwatch 2.0. It's, a, it's yeah. an update. You know a, the way you compare the two, without, it's dead on. Yeah. It's just like what they did with Heroes with the 2.0 stuff. It's the same but thing. A whole bunch of marketing. That's why I'm like, I feel like like it's not that I want them to get fined or lose a ton of money over this, but like, you know, the gaming space is already rife with I think irresponsible behavior, and I think, you know governments and all that just have a lot to do with crypto and AI and NFTs and they can barely wrap their head around or work with any speed that the bullshit that happens in the gaming space will like, you know, is the least of anyone's worries. But man, this stuff is like egregious. Like it's, it's irresponsible, you know, like Mm -hmm. to, to, I would rather something, sell it, get people invested. Like people, I'm, you know, I bought a battle. I was pretty stoked on overwatch too. I was like, man, it's a lot of fun doing the PVP content. I gave him some battle pass money. Hope it helps them like as a consumer for a gaming company, especially particularly blizzard, but I put wizards in this camp. There's certain gaming companies that when you're buying their products, there is a, it's obviously not contractual companies can do whatever they want like say that all you want that you're reinvesting some of this money in the future. Cause we like your game and we've bought the idea that you're also fans of your game so that you're going to put a healthy amount of reinvestment into the future, into future products. Now what it feels like to me is I, you know, gave them some money and they made their investor call look good and they never had to deliver on the rest of it. Cause I bought a few battle passes and I bought some stuff So did I. in the hopes yeah. that there was going to be a day that I'll be thankful and we'll have some PVE content. So I feel like it's kind of, it, there, there's a criminal element, not criminal, but uh, it's a, whatever it is, like just a consumer, this is not consumer friendly. In fact, this is the kind of thing I think you would find, you know, if it was a food company, 
you know, like the, they, the promises aren't lived up to if there's a certain percentage of something that's supposed to be in your product that isn't there that is like actionable. And I feel like if you, you know, people have spent money in the game, uh, Overwatch 2, with the understanding that there was going to be more associated with the product than was ultimately delivered. Well, my, I agree with you. I think my overall is that they announced that, that Blizzard doesn't like to go back on stuff they do announce. I think they are a company historically that if they say we're going to do a thing and they don't end up doing that thing, it either needs to be really small, like freaking dance studio or whatever the hell that was in the back in the, uh, Wrath of the Lich King days. It was literally on the box. Oh, and well, didn't I'm have it still mad about it. Still, <laughs> still lame, still lame, but small and does not have a giant impact on the game they're impacting, right? They've always, I feel like they've always done a pretty good job of keeping stuff close that doesn't need to get out until we know for sure. And they're well enough along to know they're going to hit it. They didn't do that here. And I don't know whose fault it is or who did it or how high up it goes, but this is a big fat effing mistake. It was poorly defined, I suppose, but I think if you go and watch that BlizzCon back, that was definitely the bread and butter of the rationalization of an Overwatch 2, and for a few years after. Yeah. And yeah. then there was a lot of hype around Overwatch 2's launch. Yeah. With, you know, the main draw of the game missing, and don't worry, it's coming, we're working hard on it, and then six months later, eh. So 2018 or 2019, they announced... Overwatch 2019 2. is 19? when they announced it. Okay. Yeah. So f- is that four or five years? Yeah, five, I guess. Four, five. five. So four or five technically years? Technically four will be five in November, yeah. I would guess, right? Yeah. yeah. That sounds right. Half a decade ago. <laughs> if you want to look Jesus. at it in those terms. <laughs> oh, I wasn't, my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be the best game ever either. They could have just... I don't know. Let's Half a decade like, for them to remove one character from each team on the map. Smaller teams have, got, <laughs> have made money selling these kinds of games for less. I mean, even, you know, I know Blizzard has that reputation of quality, but like, come on now. Like, they've already have PvE content in the game. It, I don't know. Do you know it's why Valve some, doesn't announce Half-Life 3? Do you know why? It's because Valve is a company that owns itself. They don't, are not beholden well, to shell, shareholders. Yeah. And I'm not saying they shouldn't make one. I'd love Half-Life 3. But I can respect them being completely clamped shut about it until they're ready. Yeah, Let's no, I'm fine with that too. It's just, you know, I think the feeling with Half-Life 3 is more that they could have made like four Half-Lifes. Yeah, we could have been, we could have like been Half-Life okay with what, what Half-Life... Yeah. Episode three. Like let's let's even roll it back further. We could have been happy with Half Life episode three. Yeah. Half uh, uh, Half Life two episode three, yeah. Then actual <laughs> Half Life three yeah. and been going, I wonder if we'll do a Half Life four or five <laughs> by now. And they've made it worse because they did release Half Life Alex, and the Half Life Alex is the greatest VR game that's currently available. And they not only that they did they pulled the Diablo three thing they alluded to well no I think they literally say there's going to be a sequel to Half Life Alex at the end so mm. Alex's story will continue right so they promised that one and then literally because of the rewriting of history it's implied that Half Life three is coming yeah. but they could just be them being teasy yeah but my point is they can control that that output and that no and the messaging yeah, and everything yeah. so because they're a non-public company and they can do that and i feel like the day blizzard sold themselves to somebody else is the day these problems started and it was a long time ago it was 2008 when that happened 
But that day is a dark day in the in retrospect because ever since then, slowly but surely, they've gotten into this boat of like shareholder shit. Well, I guess we got to make them happy. We got to do a thing. We got to. You basically have to stretch your principles and your freaking mottos and all that stuff to make it fit that new paradigm, and it's not good for them. And a company like Valve, for all their problems, at least they're they're beholden to no one but themselves and their players. That's it. And I wish Blizzard was that again. I really do. That would make I mean, a huge they, difference. They're not. Good. They're always going to do stuff that pe- people are angry about. Like that's always been consistent around Blizzard games and stuff. That kind of conversation. But the reputational damage that they continually suffer. I mean, we we've talked about it. It's been my choices. running meme. Is just like you can just release games now, Blizzard. The days of you being the prestige studio is gone. You've already squandered that. Just make games now. Yeah, your like, name's still big enough. You, you can you make them. You might as well. Yeah, because you have already done the damage. Like the way you get back out from under this is to stop trying to be something you're not. Yeah, yeah, or st- stop trying to be the thing you used to be. I guess I don't know. It bums me I out. Think, I, think there's a, I think there's a conflict. Maybe harass there. fewer people, but make prestigious games. Like yeah, you can yeah. do. I think there's a conflict there. I think there's a layer, not just of workers, but of management within Blizzard that believe that are like want that gaming company reputation, the one that's invested in esports, that follows through on things like hardcore WoW and you know other that kind of DNA still in there, and that belief in that's there, and I think it comes into conflict with the cold hard. Call of Duty per year, you know, squeeze money. I feel like there's just, it's such a bad pairing of cultures yeah. between yeah. something like ABK and Blizzard. And I think that conflict, like, is still happening even now. So, yeah, it's all pretty know. weird. But as it stands right now, uh, Overwatch 2 is just what it is, everybody. Overwatch with a two after. Yeah, it's got a two on it, but and there's you know there's fun to be had in there, and for a lot of players who are playing it, they don't care about all this drama. They're just going to keep playing, and that's great. Not no issues. I like Overwatch too. I like it as a PvP game quite a bit, but I'm like Bo. I was early on going, all right, this is fun. It's as good as the first game, maybe a little better, but also what I'm really waiting for is this amazing thing. And I had people inside Blizzard, outside Blizzard saying, oh yeah, I'm on the beta, I'm playing this, I'm playing that, it's amazing, you're going to love this when it comes out. And now all I do is just go, oh, I guess I'll never know. Titan. Probably it looks like, because I think what happened was the game's launched. Like, So now it's like, well, why are we spending all these resources to deliver the game when it's already launched? Yeah, which sounds very cor- which smart. Blizzard would be like, shitty. no, no, let's live up to our commitment. But you know, right. at the end of the day, yeah, that's totally that's exactly my impression as well. Well, anyway, let us know what you think about this uh, turn of events. Send your texts uh, or voicemails into eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, and tell us what you think about all of it. We barely talked about BlizzCon, but BlizzCon's happening in November. Just a quick note. <laughs> yeah. Please go ask your questions and have every question be name a feature for something they announced and go. Now, will that actually be released? Yeah, because that's I expect that to be the hot <laughs> new uh, thing. At, uh, during everybody well, should get yeah, up there and I should. It, they eh? should go. Hi, uh, Gim Grimcrow from Malganis, <laughs> and um, uh, my raid team is looking for people that can raid Tuesdays and Wednesdays from seven to nine yeah. uh, p.m. We're casual, we're friendly, we're good atmosphere, yeah. um, and 
so my question is the Diablo battle pass uh, for season four. Is that actually going to release? Thank you. Uh, and people wonder why they screen questions at BlizzCon now. I mean, <laughs> you think it was bad in the past? Whatever they do this year, they'll be screened all to hell. I promise you that. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, it's all a little frustrating. But now there's... Uh, the one the only thing I know about BlizzCon is I think it would be nice to see Scott. Yeah, it'd be nice to see everybody, right? I want to see well, the no, people. I want to see people, but I'm saying it'd be nice to see you up there again. Oh, I don't know if that'll I think happen, I, but maybe. I mean, they usually are one and done, although they did let me do the pandemic one, but um, it's possible, I, I suppose. Know. I don't know. I mean, you I know... I love doing I mean, it. I, there's still a lot of love for Blizzard in spite of all the... The criticism that we, you know, and, and sh- bullshit. I'm still playing lots of Blizzard games. I think so. Yeah, I mean Blizzard. I mean, here you are. Your number one game for the last two weeks is a Blizzard game, despite yeah. all this conversation. And I've been playing. He'll be playing Diablo Four uh, till the cows come home. Till you find the cow level. And, and, yeah. Until yeah, you find it. In two weeks. Yep. And uh, I was playing Heroes of the Storm the week before. I think I put in, you know, a good 10, 10, 10, 15 hours playing Heroes matches. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see. More as we know it. Ooh, look, it's a Patreon question that we got here from a listener. Uh, Kissy Bears, who I think might be in the chat. I'm not sure it's I know Kissy Bears. Kissy yeah, Bears Kissy Bears is, is great. Around a lot. Yeah. Always around. He says, what video game would, uh, sorry, what, what video game world do you think you would have the, or would have the best food? I've been looking forward to this argument because... John's going to bring up some Final Fantasy bullshit today. I just <laughs> you know told it. me I couldn't. You can if you want. It's all Scott, open. It's up. Scott showed me this question. He goes, you can't say Final Fantasy. The joke answer <laughs> is the table in the kitchen in Final, or uh, sorry, Resident Evil 7. That's where the really best food is. Look at that stuff. Yeah. Like Even though it's not appetizing, they did a great job of making it look terrible. That looks terrible. Yeah, I it's horrible. Eat that. Nobody's going to eat that. But that's, that's the, awful. But that's you the didn't point. Will you the show the picture I shared with you when I said I want to say Final Fantasy? Yeah. you have that picture yes, ready? Yes, I will. Because I did say Final Fantasy because, one, it's a profession in that game, which means everybody who's cooking is trying real hard, and you got to do a good job. There's a ton of food. There is an actual cookbook. And look at the size of their hamburgers. Yeah, it's a big look burger. Look at that guy. It's a big burger. That's a big hamburger. There's it no looks way that, delicious. Yeah. It's There's as no big as his damn boy. head. There's no way that cat boy is that skinny on a diet of cat burgers. <laughs> this, cat that burgers. is the, Look at it. Yeah. No, it's a big it, burger. Oh, wait, no, hamburgers, not cat burgers. Yeah, it's, it's a big boy. burger. Yeah. But what's what's with the cat people not having fingernails? That makes zero sense to me that a cat person would have no fingernails at all. Well, there, you know, aft. it's a it's a screenshot. Okay, that game's effed. Uh Then here's okay. My pick. I'll put this in the Discord and in the uh, thing. Is that sandwich and. Team Fortress 2. <laughs> I think that thing looks awesome, and I would eat it right now if it was in front that of me. That looks moldy. Oh, no. It's got like, I don't know what that is. The cheese? It's a bad lighting. Hold on. I got a better one. No, that's the, the bread. And that's green dots on the bread. That's okay. when you know the bread gets thrown away. Well, maybe. But I'm not saying it's the most appetizing. Okay, there it looks like more like. Yeah. But I just like the I like the style of it. It's big it and gnarly, and I would stuff. totally. And I'm a big uh, cut your sandwich diagonally kind of guy. I love that. I think they taste better when you do that. I know that's weird, but I really do think they do. Instead of instead of doing them, mm-hmm. you know, parallel or whatever. Uh, I'm my mm-hmm. vote is crust? Team Fortress, so that's where I would get it. Do you like the crust uh, from pizzas? Yes, big big no, crust fan on sandwiches. Oh sure, yeah, I'll eat them. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you not like uh, crust on sandwiches? Well, I just wondered if the triangle shape was because you get bigger bites with less crust. Oh, I actually don't have a good answer for this, why I think it's better. I just I just always like a sandwich cut that mm. way. It's so. like ASMR, but for sandwich shape. Yeah. Like mukbang without the muck or the bang, I guess. I don't know what mukbang means. But, okay. Uh, John, uh, outside of your freaking default final fantasy answers do you have any others well here's the funny thing you told me i couldn't say final fantasy and then i argued with you about it and then i stopped (laughs) thinking about it (laughs) so i've been trying to think of an actual answer because all i as far as i got was arguing with you about why it would be final fantasy that's a fair point and uh neither of us neither of us none of us are going to argue for wow food right too low poly i was gonna argue for it it. actually that was my answer you haven't asked me yet okay definitely gonna say world of warcraft just because there's so many options like obviously there's some real shitters in there but it all looks like ass um, though right it's all low polygon and i mean doesn't like dragonflight have like the best looking food yet you know like the, the, the the table spreads you can put out yeah i think it's relative though you know final like, fantasy's got such good food that uh grapes in final fantasy were a meme for a time really because they're so good really, huh i don't really play just, games with food Final in fantasy it. 14 grapes you'll see it <laughs> you'll see why it was a meme <laughs> all right fair enough i like um i think uh elder scrolls online has nice food it's decent oh MMOs are a good yeah, realm Skyrim. for Skyrim food. VR. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim yeah. VR. Remember the Sky, nice. Skyrim with all the cheese wheels, Bo? Those are good. Those look oh, good. Oh, shit. I should think of VR because I've eaten virtual food. Yeah, what was your favorite VR um, food that you had? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on anything I've ever eaten in VR, but there's definitely stuff you can eat in VR for sure. Yeah. Um, Other yeah, anime characters. Like, probably like a chicken wing or something. You can take a bite of chicken. Yeah. Oh, those yeah. are the grapes. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> those are Final Fantasy grapes? Holy shit. They were. It became a meme and so they they changed them because people wouldn't stop talking about the grapes. People <laughs> got just... real into these grapes for a while. They literally patched them. It was in the patch notes. Wow. They fixed the grapes. These look like this those uh crystal things that you're always trying to yeah to tune with or whatever <laughs> people have replaced the logo yeah with grapes here i'll show you that image i absolutely love that those are a thing oh look at that rip grapes wow who made this people don't like the new grapes as much as the old grapes well, the old grapes the, have character where's the new old grapes have meme power now yeah, what's the new grapes look like? Yeah, well, that? nobody took a picture of it because it wasn't worth it. Because it's they boring. It. Okay. Um, but I here's the thing: my character in Final Fantasy can eat pizza, can eat eggs, can eat. Um, what else do I have the eat emote for? There's all sorts of food that my character and I actually emote eating, and my character seems really happy when they eat it. So, like when I do the pizza emote, it's not just like they have a pizza and they go like, "Oh, pizza!" Like they take a bite and they go, hmm, they really think about it, uh, and they like. Hmm, yeah, delicious. And so if my character's telling me it's delicious, then it must be. Well, and the other thing, too, that we can't do in this contest is you can't include things like Cooking Simulator is, an, is a fun VR slash 2D flat screen game where you cook food. It's all ridiculous and funny and great streaming content. The food looks insane in it. It looks really, like, legit, realistic. It changes mm. based on how you cook it. The soups look really good. Like, it looks like food you would want to eat, but I can't count those kind of games because their whole point is to represent food perfectly or as best they can, right? 
Whereas a yeah. MMO or something, they're just doing the best they can with the engine. And I, M- I MMO food, I think, is where you're going to find your best success. Yeah, I actually do have, and I should have grabbed it for the show. I own the Ultimate Final Fantasy XIV Online Cookbook. Yeah, the Essential Culinarian Guide to Heidelin. Wow, and uh, it's a genuine ass cookbook. Like yeah. you kind of expect that like the video game tying cookbook is <laughs> yeah. going to take it real easy and be like, all right, you guys are used to ordering out. Well, We're Blizzard did this really too. There's, you, there's a wow book. Legit. There's a wow cookbook. There's the Diablo cookbook. There's a bunch of this stuff like that out there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, also just going to give a shout out to Castlevania for the stupid little Turkey dinner you get behind the wall. <laughs> It's been in a wall, Scott. Yeah, I know. Like I was oh, gonna what? say burger time, but you like every one of those condiments or uh, <laughs> ingredients have been run across. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Some of those are in bushes too. It's like Castlevania has the original Bush Burger. That's right. Bo is, Bo is just Bush representing chicken. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like good pixel food when it's done well. I think it looks cool. Um, oh, pixel you know what? I'll give a food. shout out to that game I played last week. That um, hard to pronounce name. Uh, I'll look it up because we just talked about it. Dredge. Um, I need to play more of it. Um, no, it is. Uh, shit. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, oh, Chia, which spelled with a T. T C H I A. That has really there. cool food in it. It's all very. Uh, it, how do I put it? It's stylized food, so it's not meant to look realistic per se, but it all looks super appetizing. I would eat it all. I think it would be like yeah, something you look at and be like, man, I'd eat that if it was real. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Even better that it looks a little foam rubbery or something like it's squared off and I don't know. You can do that right, but uh, yeah, F- food and video games it's a it's a thing, and we appreciate the question. Um, who sent it to us? Sorry, uh, Kissy Bear. I almost, said pu- I almost said pussy pants. Why did I almost say that? <laughs> oh my gosh! I know it just was coming into That's my not face. The name. It was just not com- the name. It was coming out of my mouth. I was like pussy, pa-. and I mean no, I'm sorry, Kissy Bear. Anyway, sorry, Kissy Bear. I know who you are. All right, uh, let's get <laughs> to the games. So <laughs> let's get to the games we played this week. I love how jaunty that is. Um, okay, let's get to it. Nothing shared, but I was on the road, so everything I played was in portable form. And uh, oh, with the exception, a little bit of Monster Train on my phone while I was in the car. I did do that a bit. But we've talked about that. I would like to talk to you about my new obsession. Everyone knows how much I loved NHL 94. It is no uh, secret that many people like NHL 94. NHL 94 is considered perhaps the greatest hockey game ever made. Right? I think that's a fair thing to say. Hell, even the new new NHL games, when you go to the settings for controls, you have the option to run the game or have the control screen screen or uh, control scheme be uh, NHL 94 controls. So they're literally, it's like just says 94 or whatever. And that's, that's your control system. Anyway, it was just such perfection and they iterated on it and it was okay in the 16 bit era, how they built on that. But the 94 is really the high watermark. Well, uh, despite the fact that PCs in particular have very few hockey games on them, uh, I was thrilled when I heard about this thing. So tape to tape, it's called. Uh, tape meaning like, you know, the each ends of the hockey thing. It's all very Canadian too, by the way. I don't know if it's Canadian developed, but the voices of the characters are all like, hey, hey, get out of the way. Hey, I'm trying to, you know, like a lot of that. <laughs> so it's like That's watching, awesome. yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a little bit of like Shorzy's, you know, sort of stuff going on. Um, it controls like get a dream. Way, eh? just, just like... Uh, 
He's like, there. It's things like we're not playing dodgeball, bud. We're playing hockey, right? You know, like that kind of talk. Oh my! Um, it's great. Anyway, the control scheme is virtually identical to NHL '94, uh, although the characters are 3D modeled. Uh, it's it's a little more stylized. They're not meant to look like realistic people. Their faces are all a little goofy. Lots of crazy beards, that kind of stuff. Um, but what makes this game unique? It's not just hey, here's a sports game. It's a hockey game roguelite where you progress through almost like a slay the spire type thing where you got like a branching path and you start out with like a quick game. And if you win that game, you move on and you can say, well, I'll either do an event or I can go to a rest and the rest will give you a certain bonus or the event might give you something better. You don't know. It's a little bit random. Again, like playing one of those roguelite kind really of interesting. card games. Yeah. A really very interesting, interesting way to look at a sports game. Yeah, very much so. Um, and it really works for me a lot. And the nice thing is if you're just in the mood for a good, you know, banging out a really great hockey game, you can just go in and play hockey if you want. Um, but, the, but the main game is all about like progressing through this system. And if you lose, you go back to the place, you've earned some rubber. Rubber is like your currency. And the rubber yeah, is, is. Uh, <laughs> the guy, the dude you talk to, uh, you give him the rubber uh, when, you, when you've lost and he goes and like does upgrades. So, oh, your skates are faster or you're going to hit harder or whatever. And you can apply certain bon- uh, benefits to each of your players. Your players are almost like cards. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but it plays like, you know, a, a fun arcade hockey game during the actual gameplay. And then everything else is kind of handled like, oh, you ran into a guy at the store and he yelled at you, and that made you resolve to not be so push, you know, easy to push around. You now hit for harder when you when you body check, and that means every time this character body checks somebody, it always ends up in that the opponent on his ass. Uh, that's like a card upgrade, or sorry, an ability upgrade. And there's various kinds, a bunch of different stuff that you want to try to unlock. Everything also has an, an ultimate tied to it, so you build that up over time and when that thing above your head fills up you you do whatever that character's ultimate is sometimes it's throw your stick at a guy uh with a guaranteed hit or sometimes it's uh um a speed boost sometimes you've got extra sticks on you so you can throw a stick trip a guy and then keep going and still be hitting the the stick into your goal um but you can you can imagine like a lot of stat upgrades and all that kind of stuff i love this freaking game and and would love to recommend it to everyone who likes hockey of any kind, uh, especially video game hockey, because it is a throwback to the stuff you love uh, in a really unique modern way. And it looks great, plays great, is great, great on the deck, great on Steam. Uh, it's already Steam Deck certified, even though it's um, uh, an early access technically. But now would be the time to grab it. It feels really polished already. Seventeen bucks is all. And uh, I absolutely fell in love with this game this week. It's so good. So it looks awesome. Yeah, it's great. Tape. I I can see a lot of sports games actually adopting this. You know how we hit an era where they added XP to literally everything in video games. Mm -hmm. I can see like seasonal sports play going the way of like almost like a Slay the Spire roguelite type game. Yeah, like Um, your your campaign or your your season. Exactly. That's a great way of putting it. Your season is your it's it, you don't have to treat it like a normal season like treat it with some rpg elements or, or that's basically what they've done and there's amazing teams like the uh the greasy lettuce is the name of a team which is the most canadian yeah. ass like mid-league sounding team ever um highly recommend controller 
on this. I have not played it with a keyboard, but it's, it's, I don't think it'd be great. Um, maybe it's okay, but it's just a rad little game, and uh, I just love it. So anyway, tape to tape. Oh, and if you're a fan of uh, uh, Jeff Kanata's content at all, he's also raving about this like a lunatic, and now I understand why. It's really good. Okay, so there's that. I also played Metroid Fusion in a perfectly legal way. Oh, no, um, really? <laughs> yep. I own Metroid Fusion on cartridge. Uh, therefore, therefore, if you <laughs> own it, you can do whatever you want. With that's it right. Afterwards. Therefore, I feel perfectly justified in playing the <laughs> GBA game on my Steam Deck. Um, it fl- runs flawlessly on here. This is the, like my third playthrough of this in the last, I don't know, four or five years or something. I love, love this. This is my favorite Metroid game. Um, and I know that's a bold statement because a lot of people are like, well, Super Metroid or Death, and I just I just love this Fusion game. Fusion is so good, though. Yep. I'm and a- it, it reminds me so much of the uh, the Castlevania game that you also played recently and really liked, the one where you play as Soma Cruz. Oh, right. It feels like very similar DNA between the two of those, and I played them very close together on the GBA, and they're just top class those games. Yeah, if you, if you want to Play a Metroidvania that is very much the reason that term exists. I just, I just don't think you could do worse than this game. It's really good, and I'm already like fourth le- or the fourth tier elevator level, which is, you know, usually takes me longer to get to. But I'm kind of remembering a lot of stuff, so I'm ripping through this this run a little faster. But I just find it to be comfort, comfort and home. This game. And I don't know why it, it got a, its claws in me back in the GBA days, but it, it it continually makes me happy. So I'm playing that again. So not really a game you can go out and buy new. But hey, if you own the cartridge. I think if you have the Nintendo subscription, can't you play it on Switch now? Um, I thought there was some talk of fusion coming soon but i don't know if it actually did that actually happen yet i never know because they always are like hey bunch of games now bunch of games coming later and then i never hear and i never go to check so who knows but it was listed as the as one of the coming soon i believe yeah i don't know when soon is i don't either when they, they did so they did announce that they were adding gba games and i think that was maybe one that they said would be coming but i don't know if it's there if it's there i just haven't seen it yet and if it is Y'all need to play that shit because it's great and perfectly legal as well. Although I think GBA, you got to pay the extra uh, N64 money, right? I think it's not just in the base one that includes. Yeah, uh, I think it is the N64 tier. Boo. I hate that. Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. It may be worth it to people. Uh, And then the N64 internet, man. That's right. Can't be living on that super NES level internet. You want 64 bit internet? Or do you want? Do you want to play with power? <laughs> um, anyway, that was so aggressive. I know. Hey, you want to play with power? <laughs> then get out. Um, I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I talked about it last week. I just mentioned it one more time. Uh, this also on the Switch plays very well on there, or not Switch the um, uh, Steam Deck. And uh, I'm having a really good time with this playthrough. Uh, you know, I'm all, I'm reminded every four seconds that John is right. This is the most talky game ever made. I really believe it. Like if there's a not no if there's not some kind of record for this, then I'd be shocked because this game always has dialogue going constantly. Um, but I really like it, and I think the writing's really good, and I think the acting's really good, and I like this more comic book version of the Guardians. 
Uh, at least makes it different than the movies. I love the movies, but I just like that it's different. And I love it. I think this game's great. It's one of my favorite things that Square ever published. Uh, you haven't seen recently. three yet, right? Uh, no, I still haven't seen three yet. I want yeah. to, but uh, yeah. yeah, I just don't want to spoil anything in discussing it. So gotcha. yeah, it's it's very good. I, right? The little I played of it sort of preserved that feel from the films too, even though they're original takes on the on the characters, right? You know? Right. Well, yeah, it's, it's I, red. And I, even though I heavily criticize how much they chat, and that is why I stopped and bounced off of it, I think the game is also very good. Yeah. Like, if it, my big qualifier on it is if that doesn't bug you, it is a phenomenal game. It did eventually wear me down to where I was like, you know, I just can't hear them bicker with each other for, <laughs> for a while. And yeah. then I never came back. It gets better. I think it gets better as it goes. And those relationships are more forged and less jokey. Um, also, I've, I'm unlocking a lot more skins this time. I think I'm getting better at knowing where hidden stuff is. So I've got like their movie looking stuff. Drax is currently looking just like Batista. Um, but then I've got um, Groot looks like Diablo. He's like this red. I forgot what uh, Michael Brian or Brian, Brian Michael Bendis, that guy. Oh yeah, he yeah, he did a run on that stuff in 2015, I want to say, and it's based on that run. So he's all this devil-looking tree. It's very cool. Um, and I just unlocked something for a Rocket. Nothing for Gamora yet. Oh no, Gamora has a. I got kind of a sexy thing she's wearing now, which is anyway. Whatever, your mileage yeah, may vary. Sexy thing. Hey, um, but I think the creature you? design's incredible. Hey, I think you, the world. You unlocked her <laughs> pussy pants. <laughs> Those are the ones. <laughs> It's uh, it's just really good, and it was on sale on Steam. I don't know if it's still on sale, but it was a total no-brainer uh, for a bit there. It's also on consoles, of course, and uh, I really like it. Okay. Oh, you know, you may have noticed very little talk today so far about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I wanted to say one thing about that. My daughter, or my two of my daughters, and my son, and my son's girlfriend, and... No, that's it. So that's four people in my family all bought physical cartridge versions of that game and i went why would i buy this when i know one of them soon enough is going to either fall off of it beat it or be done and i'm just going to put that on my switch and i'll play tears of the kingdom that way well someone in your family owns it you can yeah you can play it however you want yeah now that john said now that you own it yeah now that you own it however you want to acquire it scott is perfectly legal exactly exactly i didn't even think of that is that even yeah. a thing yet? You own four <laughs> copies. You could do whatever you want four times over, man. Yeah. But just, I wanted to, you know, at least put it out there. We are not, I'm not, a, I want to play, especially after watching my daughter play a bunch in Vegas. I really want to play that game. But I'm not going to go spend another 70 when I know there are four copies floating around my sphere here. So I'm just going to get one of those. There theirs. is some really cool stuff that I've seen of that game. But I am now, and here's the thing, like, up to release, I saw people getting so paranoid about spoilers. I made jokes about it too. Tweeted out that I think Fallout, or I'm sorry, Half Life 3 gets announced at the end of Tears of the Kingdom based on how protective Nintendo's being of spoilers. You know what? Look, I made jokes. I was like, boy, I sure hope it isn't Ganon this time. Yeah. You know, we've all made our jokes about don't spoil Zelda, but I've seen some of the things people have built now. And now I kind of get why people don't want spoilers on yeah. that game. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I saw something um, and why, I was like, I, I saw, <laughs> well, I saw Scott showing the boat the other Wait, day. Yeah, and I so was like, okay, room, so um, I can build a boat. Spoilers chat room. I, 
I'm probably not going to play this game, so I don't care about getting spoiled. I saw somebody build a space laser. Yeah, you can build all kinds of cool. shit. And I was like, I that's awesome, laser but now ones, that's all I want to build. Well, it's no, it's a laser in space that shoots down to Earth. Yeah. Oh. yeah so you can go to lasers. space? Well, yeah, I don't know. Sort of. Like, there's a, I saw, just in my daughter's playthrough so far, she was making the wildest, weirdest contraptions. I mean, it really encourages you to just get creative, and there are no one ways of doing anything, which really impresses me. Like, it's mind-blowing. I think these reviews are probably 100% correct about just the level of ingenuity going on here. Um, the, one th- or the one meme I saw going all over the place was people are making big, uh, like, rocket-powered penises a lot. Yep, I saw, I saw a penis. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those, too. I think there's a lot of emergent Which that stuff. That isn't a spoiler, so, you know, that's fine. That's just what you're going to decide to try and build. Right. But I just don't want to, you know, if I play this game, and I, it looks like I might, um, I mean, I still have all the same hurdles that I had before, but I do want to play it. Uh, I just don't want someone else's design to live in my head. It's sort of like, you know, if, if somebody came out and said categorically, here's the best weapon in Elden Ring yeah. before you started playing it. And you're like, they're like, I've run the numbers statistically. This is the best weapon you can get um, all around. I'd be like, well, that just kind of took a lot of fun out of the game mm. for me. Yeah. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to see more. Every time I see someone say, look at the crazy thing I built, I go, no, Wait, is John, is are you on an anti-spoiler? A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Little bit. But this is different from a story spoiler. This is it's like different because you care about this game. This I is think. like, uh, this is more of a, <laughs> I want to avoid, like, once you have a solution to a problem, it's hard not to think. It. It's like, so we played that game, what was it? Uh, Opus Magnum, right? Mm-hmm. And you were streaming it. And I was, I, you're the one who got me into that game. And so I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And I went to play it and I got to the level that I saw you playing. And the only way I could think to solve the puzzle was how I saw you solve it. I see and I saying. tried to get that out of my head and I couldn't. And I'm worried right. about that happening with Zelda. It's like, well, I saw somebody build this to get over this obstacle. And now that's the only way I can think to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, like in some sometimes in some cases though, you would just do something different just because you saw it, and maybe that would work equally as well. Yeah, I don't know if it's a situation like that or if everything has one solve. I think there's probably a lot. I, based I, on I feel like this game, what I'm seen, seeing, yeah. feels like maybe there's multiple solves, but I don't really know a lot. I just I haven't, you know, I see I see the balls and penis uh, films. On Twitter, <laughs> films. <laughs> well, you know, whatever video. I've, like, I've <laughs> seen that picture before. The moving picture yeah. that I saw. Look, here's okay. the thing. Like uh, what I've saw from my daughter's playthrough, and it could be wrong. Maybe she's just maybe she's just intuitively doing it. But it seems like you can come up with a ton of ideas on how to get through things that seem even kludgy and they shouldn't work, but they do. And that's why mm. everyone's so ravey about this thing. It's like everybody can find these emergent moments. So I totally get where you're coming from, John. You see a certain design on a certain solve. That is that. See, I like that. As spoilers go, I would much rather not have that spoiler than someone tell me about a movie. I don't care that much if someone spoils a movie or a TV show. What, right. What, like what, if someone goes, "Hey, here's what Ganon looks like at the end of the game," I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. It's he, like who cares? Like, I'm like, okay, that'll be exciting when I get there. But if somebody shows me, here's how you build the proper boat in Tears of the Kingdom, I'm sad. Yeah. 
Because you want to make it so is that the game is very wide in terms of its. I think a lot of games look at a puzzle and say like, "Here's the puzzle, and this would be the solution," and that like you have to find the one solution. This kind of looks like maybe something more in the vein of a survival genre, except instead of doing whatever you can to build your own house and, you know, make your own thing, you can just build your own gadgets is kind of what it seems like. So, I mean, you're building gadgets though. I mean, some people are just screwing around and that's fun in its own way, but mostly these things are progression things. So it's like, I can't get across this river. I have to figure out how to take this log this leaf, this stick, and these two stones, and somehow that makes a boat or makes a, and it needs to be a boat yeah. that moves itself. I think there's there's skip. Like I, I saw one one video I did see was someone built like a, a plane to get from the ground and skip all this content just to get to the last room on like a sky island or something. Mm. Like I think the game is finishable in, in under two hours now. Yeah, they're the first and, one was like that too, not in the same way, yeah. but yeah, similar thing. I think I think you can. It's it's not just about like there's an intended solve. I just think depending on your level of engineering capability, you can hack through the game quickly or just break it. Like I I don't know. A lot of games are like no no. When you're at this level with these items, you need to go to this dungeon. I think this game probably just doesn't do any of that, from what I can tell. Yeah. yeah, I think it's still got some fairly traditional stuff in the shrines and the dungeon areas. Like, yeah, I barely know much about that. Zelda. This is a tough topic for me. I barely played the first one, and <laughs> I haven't played the second one. Yeah, but I think uh, I mean I'm absolutely going to play it. It's just a matter of which one of my kids is going to be done, finished, bored, or whatever they are, so I don't have to spend seventy bucks and I can just play it. Right or yeah. or since there's five of these d- cartridges floating around my in and out of my house and everything, technically, I have a way to Steam Deck it. That's totally legal. It's yeah. not true. Illegal Steam Deck because decking. other okay. people related to you bought copies. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm not even. I can't even convince myself. It's like the worst, the worst <laughs> sales know. job I think I've if, ever done. If you bought if you bought Zoolander on VHS and someone in your household owned it you could watch it you can can then legally go to pirate bay and download it because you could also borrow that vhs chat says it's just saving you steps sunstroke says it still looks like a pretty genshin i have bad news for you (laughs) genshin impact i think genshin looks a lot better well yeah genshin's a better and performance there's a lot better gameplay i think in zelda but i i think genshin looks yeah but genshin my point is genshin doesn't exist without Breath of the Wild, like no, Genshin, Gen- is, Genshin is a ripoff of Zelda for the yeah, most part, hundred percent, or you know, inspired by. Like I, I'm not like the look of it, the some of the mechanics, like even uh, Phoenix Rising, same thing. There's so much shit in there they they stole from this game. Um, but I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So if you're wondering why the premiere, it's not podcast, a gotcha game. It's a traditional game. All you folks that like offline mode, I'm sure this game has it. <laughs> it's eighty dollars. You buy the game, you get the game. Yep. You know. I mean, this. There's a lot of reasons for this to get a lot of praise, and like I said last week, just because I'm not playing it doesn't mean I don't think it doesn't deserve a ten and all that. Well, here's something that does deserve a ten: John's uh, continued frog wrestling, and we have an update. Yeah, uh, John, oh, I watched some of this. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about it. What happened? What's going on? Uh, it was a fantastic week in frog wrestling, you guys. It was crazy. Uh, we had the debut of mutual friend Ben Bumhoffer. Uh, came to the ring. Uh, his character is a game store manager. 
Uh, and then when he gets in the ring, he equips a bunch of video game character items to help oh power him God. up. Wow. He's got the That's Doom Guy idea. suit. He's got some Samus pants, uh, some Link shoes. Um, so that that really helps him in the ring. And he went so- up against Brian <laughs> Ibbett. Yeah, yeah, uh, and won in, in just a fantastic match. It was it was extremely good, um, and it, it was just amazing. And then. We followed that up with another incredible match as uh, Bo and myself went up against uh, Super Brian Dunaway and uh, Randy the Butcher Jordan. Yeah. And uh, or one half of the film horsemen, as we call them. And uh, we lost, but it was a hell of a match. It was a hell of a match. Bo was doing something during that match. I don't even know what it was. He's wiping his ass on the floor. It was great. Um, I watched that match. <laughs> Did you? you watch? I was watching it on my stream. Did so. you see it? Oh, were you? You, you oh, wow. streamed watching yeah, I, it? Yeah, I, I co-streamed that match because somebody pinged me in, in my chat room like, oh, your match is about to go live. So I, I restreamed it. I'm like, for those people should leave and watch it on John's channel. Man, your channel was popping. This is like a popular thing. Like, yeah. It is. It's like definitely the biggest thing I yeah, do. Yeah, I know. Yes. People really like it. And uh, and so I co-streamed it for people want to say. So I was playing Hardcore WoW and watching your and watching the match. I got to say, I was happy... Even though we lost, which I think is bullshit, which I think I'm supposed to think is bullshit because it's yeah. wrestling. Um, you know, Randy is just unkillable. Um, <laughs> Randy's tough, man. He comes out as a chef, but he enters the ring as a butcher. And he but just... also, you know, I deserve some criticism for not tagging you out like for five hours, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, come on, Bo, you need to rest. Like, <laughs> tag out, tag John in. And um, yeah, and that. Oh, that chef's apron's good. It's a good costume. Everything about it's great. Uh, it's um, good. But, uh, you know, it didn't tag you in, but also I was pretty proud of the fact that I got off four taint no things. I was going, taint no thing! <laughs> yeah, and I got to no say, thing. John, the best part of this has been your casting. You're very familiar and comfortable in the wrestling world, and you make great <laughs> jokes while doing it. Including Kyle's, like, uh, we were seeing too much of Kyle's taint at one point. <laughs> yep, oh, yeah, we got a awesome. good look down uh, Kyle's loincloth yep. in, in this. Yeah. Uh, I saw parts no, of Kyle I never asked to see. It was great. <laughs> Loved it. I mean, so Kyle, out of all the wrestlers, Kyle was definitely the most athletic. Like, he, he has these insane moves. Yeah, uh, Kyle does some incredible things. So does Garrett, for that matter. Um, but that's where it starts to get weird. So we had Kyle fighting Garrett, and. For some reason, WWE's The Miz showed up during Kyle and Garrett's match, and he didn't do anything. He just showed up and interrupted it and distracted Kyle for a brief yeah, moment. That, that's a move in wrestling. And uh, it is a move in wrestling. And so the main event, Scott, I got to tell you, you fought Tom Merritt in a in a last man standing match. Yeah. And a lot of people are speculating you and Tom. Despite this supposed oh. bitter rivalry, they were colluding. They're suspecting some collusion because uh, it was an awful match. Oh it was no. the worst match of the night. It was over almost immediately. You barely tapped Tom, and he was down for a count of ten. <laughs> and and people think Scott and Tom might be colluding or something's going on. And because we couldn't go out on that, it was such a downer of a match. Like you're scrubbing through it, you barely even find it because the match is over so quickly. Yeah. Um. But it it just didn't go very well. So we decided to end the match and have Kyle try and get some retribution on The Miz. But for some reason, while Kyle was fighting The Miz, 
Randy Orton, WWE's Randy Orton, showed oh, up RK, and RK RKO'd Kyle in the middle of the match. <laughs> that's, how, that's how Randy Orton works, though. That's the meme, right? <laughs> and Randy so Orton, now, I don't know where it's RKO. Now we've got this like rivalry going where the WWE is invading and beating up these innocent frog wrestlers. Just this upstart organization and the WWE is trying to get in on it. And uh, now we might have to have uh, we might have to have some some retribution okay. on the WWE. Well, I'm next watching week. this match, and Tom Merritt looks like <laughs> like he doesn't belong there. Kind of like he's like, what am I doing? This guy's beating me with this thing. <laughs> yeah, he looks he looks like uh, somebody's accountant in the 20s or something. He wanted to be in a suit. He he asked to be the uh, he wanted I, I to think be the great. moderator, and he wanted to be in a suit. He and loves so, the he loves that era that you'd wear like that peacoat freaking vest thing in. Like this is perfect, Tom Merritt. There's nothing wrong with it. But man, we so. sure did a lot of stick fighting out in the hall here. Well, yeah, because anything goes. Because it's about hurting your. It was supposed to be this big grudge match where, like, you know, you it's really about just abusing your opponent. But you guys just kind of get out here. And then fight a little bit, and then you just sort of do a move to Tom, and he just never gets back up. And I'm not a hundred percent sure why why he didn't get up from it. Collusion. Uh, it's collusion. And the the match gets ranked lackluster by the thing. So wow, it was a hell of a night. People were very very excited. Like Bo said, a lot of people showed up for it, and I've had people send me tweets saying like, John, I'm not gonna lie, I am kind of ridiculously into this like the storylines going on with this and it's kind of it's kind of silly and it is and i'm totally with you kyle had so much heart he lost his match against the miz but to wrestle in two matches with randy orton rkoing him and he still tried so hard that was it by the way that was the move yeah i think what what i did i think what i did is just i i he he just broke his back and walked walked away yeah Yeah. because we're fighting on the cement you know there's no way it's good for you Oh, is he still counted? Yeah, and then you just go to the ring, and then you just stand in the ring and watch him get counted, and you you yelled at the floor. Wow! Which, by the way, the game decided that was the replay it needed to save was you just yelling at the floor. Wow! Um. So yeah, there's a lot of speculation that there was some collusion there. This is your core persona, by the way. You have an outfit for when you're a bad guy. Okay. You're on. You're on team core. I'm on team bad core, guys. bad guy. Sweet. Yeah. I feel like I'm in all so, black. Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan back in the day or whatever he was doing. It, there's a lot of talk about the jorts that I've given you to wrestle in. Yeah. It was just an early thing that I just <laughs> threw on there for no particular reason. <laughs> yeah. And yet people think the jorts are the best, so we can't. <laughs> get rid of them ever because yeah, everyone's like yes iconic. scott would wrestle in jorts i would Absolutely. not wear jorts anywhere i don't know where people get this idea but it's pretty funny i'll, I'll give you that yeah so, lackluster match jeez Oof. Yeah. yeah it was it was brutal but it was an amazing night overall the scott tom match which was the main event it's the second bad main event i've had that's why we had to do more is because dunaway last week stealing the friggin' briefcase in the opening seconds of the match um you know, it's it's fun to watch it evolve. We are building a story. Dunaway has this story of this huge comeback. He yeah. went from couldn't win a match to now he's on a, a big winning streak. You've got Kyle who's losing matches but winning hearts. Um, you know, you got <laughs> Scott, the most devious person in the entire league, abandoning Brian Ibbett. Yeah. Um, but then losing the title because it backfired on him. It's great. And it's all, it's all. A a lot of it is your ad libbing. Your ad libbing is adds a lot. Yeah. 
I think it's really good. It's it would still be interesting to watch, but not nearly as much as like the moment to moment like commentary you have. Really, oh gosh, what is Kyle? I, I can't think of a specific example, but you sort of like imply the story the way they would do it in the WWE broadcast, right? Like, oh, he didn't like that, and I'm like, video game character. Like, there's no <laughs> there's no narrative to any of this. He just matched them up, but you're like in your mind, like you you are writing fanfic uh, and. You're like being like a DM, basically. Like you're like, no, no. These things have happened between these characters, and you're not, you're not doing exposition and saying it. You're just saying it as if it's just stuff you know, and the audience would know as an invested frog wrestling network. Like <laughs> the overall performance when you do this is actually pretty. Like it's pretty good. Like it's more than you'd expect, and I think that's adding to people's delight. So I'm kind of growing into it. At first, it was a little weird, but I think like like last what night. what you did yesterday I, was fantastic. I, I even thought it was said I was like on. I talked to one of the competitors, and I think it was Tom Merritt. I think I said I talked to Tom Merritt, and he said it's yeah. not personal against Scott Johnson. It's just fair. He's right. just moderating. <laughs> Stuff like, it's stuff like that, like that, like it. It sounds like it actually happened. Like it kept me tuned in because I was going to turn it on and send people there, and I kept it on for the whole for two matches. I was like, it's actually fun to listen to. I don't even want to play games anymore. I just want to listen to you uh, uh, jam on the. It was awesome. Yeah, it's super fun, but it is also is uh, like it's the most pre work for a stream in the world. Yeah, but right. then streaming it is so easy because I just like set up matches, run polls, and just talk, and it's it's so chill. You probably want to feel in a good mood while you do it. It's certainly yeah. the kind of thing you can't feel cranky and you know be like, yeah, here's freaking Scott. Yep, <laughs> gonna fight around. Tom, I guess. Uh, yep. Anyway, here you go. Is this uh, oh. this match with Kyle and uh, John Cena? Was this just like a, a bonus thing at the end? He didn't, fight, he didn't fight John Cena. He fought the Miz. Oh, is that who that Miz. is? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was John. That's, well, Cena. that's because the Miz interrupted his match. Oh, yeah. so this is how. Yeah, that- so he didn't plan that. The game will actually just pl- do. Is the way you reacted? You didn't know this, I think. No, I had no idea. The, game, the Miz. You was were like, okay, I'm setting up an AI match against these two things I created, and then. The game's like, oh, this guy's just going to come out and interrupt. And you're like ad-libbing with the story. What's going on with The Miz? Why is he out there? And he's got words for Kyle. Kyle's distracted. Oh, no, here comes Garrett with the leg slice and boom. <laughs> and now you're like, there's a storyline here. Like for you as the DM, you're like, well, well, now there's a – Kyle's just going to let that go. Was Kyle have yeah. a name? Like oh, is yeah. he like the the – yeah, what's uh, he, I think Kyle I do have him come out as the dungeon master. The dun- so oh, I think okay, he yeah, does get Kyle the dungeon the dun- master yeah. title. Right. So you know the dungeon master is just not going to sit by and let someone ruin his match. Like obviously there needs to be a reckoning. Yeah, I think next week we're going to have a tag team match of Garrett and Kyle versus Randy Orton and The Miz. If you really wanted to go next level two on this, I'm just spitballing. I don't feel that you have to do this, but if you could somehow record like idling footage of them just going. <laughs> and then get people to do the actual like intermission like like maybe if you have four matches and then you have two like you know listen i got words for you miz or something you know just like little like even if you do them maybe just as their voice i don't know but just yeah you can program that, that would finalize that would be a full wwe production you're now producing every week i just yeah. know how busy everyone is so i feel bad bugging people for stuff but yes you are 100 percent right the temptation is constantly there to be like hey can you record just like uh you're going down or I'm going to, you know, yeah. put you down sort of thing. Like hundred percent. I would do that. Like, if you need it, I will do it. I'll record. Okay. One. Yeah. 
All right. And I'll, bet I'll, I'll ping people and I'll just say, hey, it's up to you guys if you do this. This is what I, I would do. I'm kind of into no it too. I, I don't know. You can either do audio or we could actually just record video of ourselves looking like ourselves. But I feel like <laughs> for me, I can never do better than the character you made. Like, <laughs> I would much rather it be the VR. Everyone's like, doesn't the VR headset hurt? And you're like, he is the VR. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And everyone's like, OCs in 3D. <laughs> Everyone else did like, one of the yeah. catch, one of the taglines that's emerged was like, BOCs in 3D. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's one of the most amazing characters that ever existed in wrestling, professional wrestling, and no one owns it but you. You're the only guy. And I, I was getting legit like wrestling excited when it was time for Tate No Thing. Like, oh, oh, Tate No Thing. And then it put my, my hand on my Tate and then putting it in someone's mouth. You know what's weird is that I think I finally get the why people love wrestling so much. Pro wrestling, yeah. Is this making you see it? Like you're kind of like I sort of get it. No, I get it now. I totally get it now because the storylines and the characterizations and like why you would back somebody, why you would like turn on somebody. Like it's 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 days of our lives for you know. I don't know, for a certain type of person who won't watch Days of Our Lives, but will watch wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Keep it as friendly as possible. Absolutely. But. Well, yeah. it's been really fun having people stop by. You know, Bo, uh, I didn't know he co-streamed it, but that's awesome. Uh, Garrett stopped by. Ben stopped by uh, for their matches. So they were hanging out while it was going, and uh, it was just a super fun time. Well, a lot of people there cheering and betting channel points, so... We should uh, oh. we should mention when you do it on Wednesday so people know when to show up. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm trying to lock it in at a set time so I'm not just being like vaguely it's Wednesday. So I'm trying to make it Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time Pacific. is when I'm doing that. And I will say, because I've been getting so many people asking, are these VODs up somewhere? Uh, it, it took a little more editing than I expected to get these up. I am finally uploading them to YouTube. The first one of three has been uploaded. It just hasn't been pushed live. I'm going to do the other two probably tonight and tomorrow. So by the weekend on my YouTube channel, Craftless Rogue, uh, they will all three of those will be up. Yeah. So you can you can see all three weeks. There you go. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Craftless Rogue is where you're going to want to be, chat. All right. Awesome. Uh, love it. I had one it. more question. Well, whatever. No, go ahead. No, whatever you got. It. It's not really a question, but I just I had the thought last time. Like, what if this takes off enough that isn't it? Doesn't the Frog Pants community have a bookie or something like that? A bookie? Because you don't know the out. You don't know the outcomes ahead of time, right? It's like, true. I don't. My, and like, um, it does not adhere to the numbers. Like, there are power stats, but it certainly doesn't adhere. You to mean it. like There's, Vegas, like Mitzula in Vegas? Yeah, he's, yeah he's, it's Mitzula, right? Yeah, it's, he knows the shit up and down. Yeah, I just, I sort of had, I imagined it. I'm not suggesting it, but I'm like, what if this like becomes a regular <laughs> thing to the point like Mitzula starts taking actual bets or something? Yeah. Or, know. you know, there's, there's like a, an actual like small like gambling ring of a betting. Yeah. I mean, right now we do it with channel points, which, don't amount to anything like even people were people tried to redeem the don't talk in your real voice i was like guys i'm in the middle of the stream i'm not gonna do that in the middle of it so yeah, yeah. they don't, don't amount to much points. i gotta rethink i gotta rethink my channel points now that channel I points are kinda, betting them and channel points are great that. for the betting because i used to i can't remember i think maybe it was like for battle hearthstone battlegrounds it's a fun bet um when someone's gonna like lose so they're fun for betting, but it's like you can't actually exchange them for anything of any value. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's like, what we need to. That's what we need to figure. It's out. just like How all the suggestions are like I don't know, make them drink, stand up, go to the bathroom, like talk in a funny voice. I'm like, these all. It all just the stuff that messes with the stream 
qualities. Yeah. And I don't like, know if that's either the you're putting the price too low that people can spam, you know, things you don't want to do, and you're like, this is irritating. Or you put the price so high that you feel guilty that someone waited two years just for you to talk like, I'm going to talk like this for 30 seconds. You know, like, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Well, I love it and I want it to grow. So people check it out. All right. We're going to make a big, yeah. big whoop out of awesome. it. It's pretty badass. All right. Uh, let's move on. John finished somehow, uh, had the time to finish Star Wars Jedi Survivor Redhead Edition. How'd that go? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, even though it was a suboptimal experience, I powered through it. And uh, that game is just so good that I, I didn't care that I had weird frame rate issues going into like oh yes yeah, so like scenes and stuff you like that. Boots. my biggest problem is with this game uh it's performance stuff is that when they patch it the patches take forever to apply they and they're do huge. they are the longest to install patches i've ever seen yeah it's, it's a pretty crazy. big game though isn't it 100 gigs it is but i had a patch game. that was 129 gigabytes and i had to apply the whole thing and it took like two hours to do it or two oh, three that's hours. almost the whole reinstallation of the game yeah yeah it was it was insane but as much of a hurdle as it has been, and I did get another patch, and I'm actually, so uh, according to specs, I should be able to play this game maxed out, ray tracing, all right, of it. Right, all of it. Uh, I'm currently playing ray tracing off, and I just set everything to high, and it's running pretty much flawlessly now for me. Mm. So there is a frustration that it should be playing better, yeah. but at least it's not. It's not crashing anymore, which I was having crashing issues up until this most recent patch. Yeah. Um, and it seems like we're getting there. If you're waiting for it to stabilize, it seems like we're maybe getting there, if not there, depending on what your issues were going to be. Um, but, you know, even with its issues, I loved this game so much that I, I couldn't stop playing it. And... I, it is crazy to say this. I think Cal Kestis is an awesome character. Oh my! Like, this is you yeah, talking to. This is John. Forget, yeah, yeah. Forget the first game. He was bland and just I'm gonna do whatever. And I do want to clarify. I made this clarification on stream, and I just feel like I should say it here for all the all the comments I've made about him. He has always been well acted. Yeah. It's never been on the back of the actor. It's just in the first game, he just agreed with everybody and he was just a, a no personality template to say yes and I'll go do your quest. In this game, Cal is probably the best character in the game. Damn. Yeah. If right. not very high up. And I mean, Turgle's the best character, but yeah. Turgle's <laughs> pretty good. But, uh, yeah, um, great. He's. He's really good, and the story they tell here is awesome. It's, you know, I, I want a third game right now. Like, I finished it and immediately went, I wish there was a third game out that I could Let me ask right you this now. without any spoilers. Does it end in a way that you go, oh, they're definitely making a third one? We're going to get a trilogy. Um, I mean, I, I can see a world where, because of the performance issues at launch, they don't make another one, but I would say... Pretending that the game is successful, so there's no reason for them to not make one. Yeah, uh, I would think that they would make a third one. Okay, yes. all right, that's good. I, I, th I like things that come in threes. Law of threes, baby. I'm not going to say it ends on a cliffhanger, but it definitely leaves you hungry for what's next. So I think we'll get a third one. I, I hope we do because again, this this journey was great. I feel like they left uh, a lot of room open for a lot of different directions to go with the third one. 
And, uh, you know, even things like after I beat the game, I went back and I was just like, oh, let me do all these bounty hunter missions. And the ending of the bounty hunter missions was awesome. And I was totally caught off guard by like the way that story wrapped up. And then playing through the game just to kind of see what you unlock with the new game plus, like they tease a lot of the like the way the bounty hunter mission ends. They tease it in the opening stages of the game. And it's just really neat to to go back and even start playing it a second time. There was some really cool stuff. They also do new game plus a lot better than the first game did. The first game was just like new game plus. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Play it again. You got all your you got all your uh, ponchos. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, that doesn't do a lot for me. I found this the one, pink poncho. Oh, you did. You did, huh? Did nice. you yeah. do the follow up boss fight to that? Uh, so I don't remember where I found it. You found it after you won a fight with an enemy with a really long tongue. Oh, hey, Agobago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ogobogo. I did the follow up. There's a there's a riff where you do Ogobogo. you do you do double one. I know what you're talking about now. Yes, yeah. you had me that, at Ogobogo. Is it, is it a spoiler? Because it's I don't know if it's that big of a spoiler. So there was a boss in the first <laughs> game called like Ogobogo or Bogobogo. I think or, it's Ugbar. Og Ogdog. Yeah, something like that. Everyone's right. Oh, good. Um. Anyway, there was a, there was a boss in the first game that caused people a lot of problems. There is big frog, a, basically. Yeah, there is a repeat oh, yeah. of that boss fight, although a little harder in this game called Spawn of Agabago. And once you beat him, you unlock a challenge rift where you fight Agabago and Spawn of Agabago, however you say his name. <laughs> it's not that, but yeah. you fight them both at the same time. Wow. So I'm not sure, actually, is what I'm Chad sure. is saying. Ogdo-bogdo. I'm not sure if I've done Agabago, the second one. I know I unlocked it. <laughs> I'm not sure if I, I can't remember if I quit in frustration or if I actually did it. I'm pretty tenacious about these things, but I think. I think maybe that's where I might have logged off and have to continue the game. I did okay against both of them. They definitely, I don't think they do this on higher difficulties, but on the difficulty I was at, uh, they definitely make them a little more timid. They aren't as aggressive as they were fighting them one-on-one. But um, I also had a challenge rift that was two rancors at the same time. Oh, I haven't seen that one. That that one messed with me for a while. I had a hard time with that. It's not really a problem with it because I appreciate it for what it is. It's just they have hard, like, full kill you moves pretty much. Yeah. Like, if they, you know, if you get eaten in the mouth, it's not damage. It's like a hard stop, which is kind of sucks. Very Souls-like. But I get why it would be the case. I, I haven't fought double Rancors, I don't think yet, but I did. Rancors will randomly spawn in Kobo after a time. Yeah, and a Rancor just basically windows. walked around the corner and grabbed me and ate me. <laughs> like, I had no reaction to <laughs> Like, it was in a peaceful part of the planet. It's just all of a sudden there's a Rancor running around. He's like, oh, burp, and he ate me. And yeah, I was like, that's annoying. Weird. <laughs> yeah. That's very weird. But, um, yeah, the, I beat two Rancors. The Rancors are pretty rough, but they're doable. Was there a guy yeah. crying at the end after you beat him? Like <laughs> Me. No. Yeah, <laughs> Into yeah. tears of joy that I actually successfully beat him. So uh, yeah, They do a lot of damage, but they're they, it's not insurmountable. I usually find what happens is I get them down to 20% health, and then I get eaten. Yeah. It's they, kinda, they just you just kind of dodge that attack. Move, yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
Well, there you but, go. Uh, this game's awesome. Uh, you know, if you have a way to play it, ideally play it. If you are waiting for the PC, it's maybe getting to be about time. Um, it's it's one of, if not the best Star Wars game I've ever played. It's yeah. it's super good. It, the Jedi fantasy is strong. Like you, you know, for the most modern graphical release, you get the Jedi fantasy like prequel jedi fantasy 2 which i appreciate very much is that 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 is just so much cool stuff you can do like uh, my way of dealing i don't know how you deal with flame troopers but i just force pull them to me and you just pull them across the map they you catch them by the shoulder turn them around and just shove your lightsaber through their back it's so cool you're like i'm so good so hold on Uh, uh, i have an era question i thought it was post I thought it was after the Empire took over and all, and they were trying to snuff out all the Jedi. Yeah, but he, he's from Order sixty six. He was trained by you know Jedi's of that era. So that right. is like, and just to make a compelling video game, they're not like let's give him Luke Skywalker's move set, uh, wine uh, A to wine B to swing the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> like they gave him pre- they like jump double jump. You know when you when there's a big pit, yeah, you stab your lightsaber into the wall and let it drag you down slowly like it's all it's it's everything from clone wars like i I think maybe they were preserving more of the original series aesthetic and fallen order which i didn't play through too far but in this game it's like we got dual wielding double sabers even got blaster saber which is more of a prequel thing than an original trilogy thing and and double jump dash double jump dash through like it's it's prequel ass uh, Star Wars man in 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 that era that you're talking about. Okay, so I could see yeah. that argument. I mean, my favorite thing is force lift. Once I really went that way, I wasn't using my force powers that much. There's nothing more satisfying than a giant monster coming at you, and you just go, oh, and you lift them off the ground, and then you force push them off a cliff because you can't push something that heavy, that big, all on its own. If you lift them off the ground so they can't grab on, you just give them a little push off a cliff and there's a big boss fight done. Taken care of. <laughs> mm. The other thing, too, that, that Scott, you may not be aware of is um, there's because of the like Nathan Drake unchartedness of it being kind of treasure huntery. There's a lot of High Republic stuff in this. Oh, I like that yeah. stuff. Yeah, not a lot, but like there's enough of like High Republic's an era, and you're being introduced, which we haven't really seen too much of, I think, at all. Like there's Old there's, Republic. That's the other game still coming, well. right? The the um, uh, High Republic is after like what would have been Knights of the Old Republic, which isn't canon. Right. It's more recent than that. Like Yoda's in the High Republic, but he's younger in the High Republic. Right. So that, like, what's that it's, game it's coming pre-prequels out? Pre-prequels by several hundred years. What's I the think. game? What's the game that's coming out from uh, the people that made uh, that Android game? I can't think of the name of the damn game. Or oh, the, um, the high is just called the High Republic. I think it is. Hold on, maybe here it is. I think they are doing one. There's a there's a Disney kids show that's set during the High Republic. I know here it is. You put it on for the baby every now and then. Uh, high Republic. Wait. This is all reader stuff. I'm trying to find the game. It's the one they had the huge trailer for like what? two years ago. Just um, anyway. tr- What's the, I can't even remember the name of the company. Uh, Star Wars. They're ones that made the Android thing. Uh, oh, shit. Why can't I remember? I don't Detroit, know what you're talking Detroit about. Eclipse, it's called. It's called Eclipse. Uh, yeah, and so Detroit. Star Wars oh, Eclipse. I know. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it's uh, those guys. Quantic Dream, that's who's making it. Um. 
Oh, yeah. Android game. Not yeah. a game for Android. The no. operating system. It's actually called... A game about Android. Yeah. The, the game is uh, Detroit Become Human. Detroit Become Human! <laughs> yeah. oh. is, it heavily features Androids, but it has nothing to do with the title. Oh, my memory. Yeah. Yeah, that's them. I'm very curious about that game, especially in light of how, how good this one is, despite its issues. Uh, I hope they can... I hope they can make, hold that up. Make something special. Yeah. The golden air, uh, golden age of Jedis. Ooh. All right. Uh, let's move on. John, you're all yeah. horsed up uh, and armored up for Diablo four. You did the, you did the server that's smash. Right. Yeah. I did the, I did the server or slam. Slam. slam that's I, right. I slammed that server. Yeah. Boy, they certainly nerfed the sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I noticed that I did not have as much fun on the sorcerer. Turns out some of the fun I had might have been in relation to the power I felt. Mm. Um, the OP, could have been the connected because yeah. I did not enjoy the sorcerer as much this go around. Um, I, it was okay. Like I still liked it more than my time with the Druid and, and all of that. But uh, I, I noticed it. I went from the like, Oh my God, sorcerer's really good class to, Oh no, demons. Um, which heard is a, probably how I was supposed heard to heard a very similar but, thing about the, the necro even the necro wasn't really op during the first test the second test the necro felt really nerfed um for a lot of people i didn't play the second test so i can't really confirm that but that was something i heard so so it looks like caster classes got kind of dinged yeah a little bit yeah. but that's fine i'm gonna play rogue when it comes out that was always the plan so that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna stick with and uh but i did do uh i got to level 20 and i fought the dragon and as much as I'd like to say that that was it, I just noticed like class changes and stuff. Uh, I actually am really glad I did this because they did a lot of tweaks to the game. Um, I noticed the legendary rate was not at what it was, which we knew it was at an accelerated rate. Uh, so now instead of being decked out in legendaries, by the time I got to level 20, I had one. Mm. And uh, so I noticed that they have also added new cinematics to the game. Oh, Interesting. Which I was really impressed with where they decided to put it because it made a lot of sense. So do you remember that part in the story where you uh, you go in and you meet the young girl who's looking for her mom? Yep. And she just originally was up there and she just kind of drops down is like, hi, I'm looking for my mom. And you're like, hi. And then she just keeps showing up and you're yep. like, oh, you might be an important character. Yeah. Well, the game now tells you she's an important character. because She gets introduced in a cutscene instead uh, of just randomly popping up up at the top. Yeah, I wondered how she much of that stuff. She actually has a cinematic around a, it. a lot of that is like, you know, they do placeholder until they're ready. And I wondered about that whole sequence because it did feel disjointed. That's very good to hear. I'm I'm happy. Yeah, that. it made me it made me more invested in that story because, you know, Diablo is a dark universe. And so you get to this place where this girl is suddenly a very important part of the story. But I wasn't invested because I was like, well, you know, it's probably not going to go well for her. Um, So now the game kind of shows you a little bit like, hey, you should get invested in this character. She's going to be around for a bit. And that was really smart. I also did. Um, what else did what else did we know that they were changing for this beta? Uh, it was level capped at level 20 instead of 25, which I did feel I finally got to fight the butcher, which I had not had happen. I got to fight him twice. Uh, he killed me both times and it was not even close. Um, oh, and performance wise, the game played 
astronomically better than my experience in the first beta. Wow. Like I, I told you guys that I had a bunch of nitpicks about the cinematics. You know, it was cool to see your character in it, but all of a sudden my character would warp off screen or load in late and stuff like that. None of that happened in this. Yeah. So yeah. there has clearly been work and effort and polish since the last beta. I was really glad I got in and did it. Um, the game, you know, looked and played better. And I got, I got a bone to pick about this game, though. Oh, oh what? You're 10 at, on wait, 10? I thought it was a perfect 10. Yeah, it was a perfect 10. What happened? What's no, no, on? the game was a perfect 10. It's just they announced a server slam. And I was in Toronto, so I didn't really, <laughs> and I was tired Saturday. I didn't get a chance to play until Sunday, about 3 or 4 p.m. Eastern. How did you live? How did you <laughs> the, survive? The, 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 the servers were shut down. Mm. No Sunday night gaming. Yeah. Who closes the server slam Sunday morning? I couldn't play. <laughs> Well, that's and the, so I didn't. I didn't kill Ashvala or whatever her name is, and thus did not receive my freemium goodie. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> no horse I'm, armor I'm, for you, Bo. I'm yeah. kind of ticked about that, honestly, because yeah. like I thought I had the week. Like who does? Who doesn't include Sunday in their server slam weekend? Like that's is a little weird. Well, they took the AM out of slam. It's just slow that day, that morning. They slip them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I feel you, but I had no time for any of it, so I didn't. Yeah, it saying, so on Mother's was, Day, no less. Yeah, yeah Mother's true. Day is hard, um, and we were out of town, so I couldn't do it. So that sucked. Um, but I'm, I, but whatever. I'm just ready for June. Get There'll in be here. plenty of stuff. Yeah, just get here already. Make the fonts nice so that people are happy, and yeah, let's go. Let's make this happen and get done. Let's get in. Let's Although the fonts game. did look better, I noticed. Let's, let's, oh yeah, they did change that. Oh, I, they did. I did. Yeah. I forgot to notice it, but I. I noticed it when it <laughs> was bad, thing. so yeah. I didn't notice it this time. I think there was a polish, oh, pa- a polish, a polish pass across the whole thing that yeah. uh, everybody was commenting on. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is nice. Looks good." It felt like feedback I gave and heard during those first two betas was listened to, and yep. that's pretty cool. They did that interview where they said, "John, we heard you." They said, "Yeah, we yeah. hear you." Yeah, we hear you, John. And so we're going to do that. Turns out you wanted PVE in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe Bo, maybe it'll last longer than a year, Bo. This game, maybe we'll, uh, you know, maybe, maybe. I, I'm, I'm not. I, the game will be around for a decade. I just mean the ever-loving support. Like at some point, this will be a financial disappointment, and we'll not be getting something we're expecting to be getting. Yeah. Keep expectations low. All right. They've, maybe they'll overdeliver. They canceled Titan. They canceled Starcraft. They canceled the Starcraft uh, multiplayer. They canceled. Overwatch uh, multiplayer and the Diablo three second X pack. I'm if there's any indication that more good stuff is to come at a certain point, I would press doubt. Yeah, they've been doing this forever though. Remember that point and click uh, orc Warcraft thing? No, I, I know about their legacy doing it. I'm talking more of the modern iteration of of Blizzard and and just having an expectation that the game will be, or and here's the storm for that matter. Yeah. Like having an expectation that the game will have, see long-term support at, the, at an energy level that matches launch is not going to happen. Mm. And that's more what I mean. I get it. They'll have seasons for decades. Like they, they, I think they're planning that ahead of time. I just think once the new, you know, once, once it's launched and it's sold at a certain level, they'll do a financial assessment. It won't meet their standards. And things will change. 
unless Microsoft has applies different standards. We'll see. Oh yeah, good news everybody that Microsoft the old deal went through. Uh, well, the no, EU. Sorry, it did in EU, the, but UK is still in. Right, UK is still having a thing, but the EU did their approval. Now it's up to the UK. They still have to do it here. I don't think it'll be a problem here. They're going to sail through that. Um. So yeah, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. I don't know what news it is, but it's news. Uh, excellent, John. You you had a you had a good uh, game in week. Let's throw it over to John or Bo. I'm really curious about this first one for the King Two closed beta, which you can't you know show any video of or anything, but. Well, I, I did stream. No, I didn't stream it. Oh, it's you did? closed beta, but I think it was still shareable. Yeah, oh, I think okay. it was just closed in that only it was invite only. Oh, I thought maybe it was NDA or something. <clears throat> no, I didn't sign any NDA. It was just through Steam. Um, How is it? Because man, I love that first game so much. I'm it's got everything the first one has, but the graphic fidelity has been cranked up. It looks less like Polygon Land. It still retains some of that essence, mm. but feels. Um, you know, it's still a board game. They've upped it from three players to four players, uh, which, which, from a multiplayer standpoint, I like. But single player, I don't necessarily need. I didn't need a fourth player, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But maybe you don't have to get that fourth player. I don't know. Yeah. But um, combat was as samey, except um, you can move around on the battlefield, uh, which is I has it. I didn't see a lot of the strategic value in it, but it was early in the game where monsters are weak. Yeah. So, uh, but apart from that, you know, it looks good, sounds good. The music's great. I do kind of miss some of the tracks from the first one. I think the music overall was stronger in the first one, but it's still based. It's like, it's very minor nudge down. There's still some great tracks and some great, you know, it's got this like whimsical aspect to it where like, you know, I get ambushed by a hag and it's just an old lady and we murder her and it's weird. You know, it doesn't she doesn't look like a witch or a fantasy. She just looks like an older lady <laughs> and we just trash her. And the weird ragdoll effects really just like and then you're like laughing. They're like we fought an old lady, we beat her, her corpse went flying in this weird way and it was hilarious. <laughs> and I I'm not sure I feel that good about myself. Yeah. But um, no, everything's cranked up another step. We all we played it together in multiplayer, yeah. so we all yeah. have familiarity with the game. game. Yeah. As you can kind of see, it's sort of the same, but um, there's a. Di- it feels a little more JRPG ish, I think, because some of the menu items mm-hmm. feel more that way. And I think I think like something's gained and something's lost with that. So I didn't feel a hundred percent about it, but I knew I'm like, well, this is because it's change, and maybe you know it's fine. So yeah. But apart from that, it's like seems like more of the same good stuff. They they kind of know what they're doing. But um, I only was in the starter zone for a while. Again, I didn't realize it was a limited closed beta. I was tired on Saturday, so I played like an hour of this and went, okay, I'll play it some more tomorrow. And then the freaking closed beta ended again. I think it's because it was <laughs> Mother's like, Day. Everybody shut down on Mother's Day is what happened. That's what I think. I don't know, man, but it was real annoying because I'm like, I have all these betas I want to try, and then everyone bailed on them before I really got to sink my teeth too deeply into them. It's very irritating. I like that Bo talks about closing betas the same way he would if people were like, yeah, come on, we're hanging out over the pizza planet. And he shows up, and everybody's just like, oh, they took off. They said they wanted to go somewhere. Yeah, I just feel like I really, you know, I, I, got, to, I got to try it. I have thoughts and opinions, but not extensive. And yeah. uh, that's just what it is. It looks neat. Uh, tell us about what happened. Oh, it's so sad to hear you lost your fi- level 15 dwarf. What happened? Yep. So the first thing we'll talk about is, uh, I lost my first hardcore character, um, protection warrior dwarf level 15. 
what got you, Bo? Thing was progressing well, and um, well, you know, I'm in Westfall, and the the funny thing, this isn't streamed. This is just a separate, different video of me stealing. Um, yeah, this is a different example of stuff. That's also what questing looks like for rare spawns. Yeah. Where like 15 people are camping a spot to try and get it, and I got it. I'll get it first shot as soon as I walk up there. Just wait for the next spawn. Oh, they hate you, don't they? They hate your. Guts. Yeah, but that character's dead. It's also sort of a moratorium because the worst part is I've been streaming on my hardcore WoW, but I played for like one hour without streaming, and that's when it died. So I don't have video footage of myself dying, which sucks. Um, basically, I was in Westfall. Things are going smooth. I'm doing green quests, and. Um, I need some murloc eyes to finish a, a quest. And the murlocs are getting heavily picked over. And then I see three spawn. And you kind of get in this mode where if people are competing for spawns, you're like, let me grab one or two or three so that I can selfishly farm them myself. But I'm like, oh, murlocs are kind of new. I haven't done these ones. The way they spawn, they were kind of close. So I just thought I'd tag one of them. Yeah. So, and I'm using my gun as a warrior to get to pull, which is dumb. There's no line of sight on a beach. Yeah. So I should not have done that because then it triggered all three of them to aggro me. Yeah. And uh, I also you know, didn't investigate the moveset. I was being kind of casual about this. Two of them immediately rile up a lightning bolt, fling it at me, and I, I lose like 20% of health immediately <laughs> upon pulling. And I was like... Oh shit, but I didn't react quick enough. I was like, okay, let me walk up now to the one and fight it. I'm sure I can survive this. I take another volley of lightning bolts and I'm like, oh no, this isn't going to work. And I, I book it. Yeah. Now this tactic usually works, but <coughs> two other factors. One was I hit a pot, heal up. Murlocs have high movement speed. So the one that was running towards me is on my ass and I'm doing the proper kiting technique, which is to face the enemy and strafe away so that you don't get dazed. I hit with a hamstring, miss. Oh. Hit with another hamstring, get it. But by that time, one of the lightning bolt murlocs is running at me at 5,000 miles an hour as a melee range goes <laughs> stab, stab, stab. And the other one's firing more lightning bolts. Oh, I hate that And story. I'm like, shit. So I hamstring the other one. But by the time I hamstrings off cooldown and I get the hamstring off on that one, and I'm meanwhile, I'm, I'm strafe running away. The one I hamstrung is catch it up. It's not, you are not running at the same speed. I'm not gaining ground. It is gaining ground on me and catches up to me. And I mean, I swear I was this close from running away. I had time to try and get in a little bit of a bandage. I used, I did everything correctly. The error was a, I realized I don't know what level they were. Yeah. And it's always good to check because even though low levels in one area of a, of a zone, doesn't mean they aren't going to be a little bit higher in a different section and i think they were a little bit higher <laughs> yeah and and obviously tempting fate by triggering uh three of them uh was 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 not a good idea it's too much. and i should have i should have run immediately as soon as i triggered three if i would have run immediately i would have gotten out so Damn. i lost my character and i deleted it it's gone wow done wow. uh and but i did another accomplishment last night which i also have a video for linked there which is i did i ran through westfall at level five uh, as a hardcore character you know one of the there, so if you go to the classic wow subreddit there's a heat death map and uh, most death uh, most common deaths are in caves but that yeah, westfall run i did is also 
Because when you're on Alliance as a night elf, you can't get to Stormwind and Ironforge without taking a boat to Menethil Harbor and running through wetlands or swimming like a crazy person down to Stormwind. Um, but I took the road. So if you, there's a funny little moment in that one video that I have linked in the show notes yeah. um, where I nearly get bonkered by like 15 <laughs> red enemies. But it was actually like the, was some of the most riveting um gameplay that i've had so far just almost dying there i mean this whole that's the whole point of the of the hardcore right you're living it you're doing it like this this is actually compelling to me i wish it was in the main game though because i don't want to play classic i want to no, play it's it's no it's not it wouldn't be it wouldn't be good it in the main game it wouldn't be compelling in the main game it wouldn't be, there's too many shortcuts the reason why classic is compelling is because of the lack of shortcuts available um to level quickly etc but i do hear you scott because when he said i'm on my warrior shooting my gun to pull enemies i was like yeah and you have ammo for that too don't you (laughs) yeah Plus, uh, like it also I, looks I, like ass. Everything I looks get like it. Ass. Like my brain immediately goes to all the bullshit no. that's not in and WoW you, anymore. That I'm happy isn't you, in WoW anymore. You got to do everything. I'm doing fishing. I need food. I got to get my cooking up. Like you are. Like here's the difference between hardcore WoW, especially in classic era, versus others, is like everything is dramatic. You go into a cave when you can die as much as you want. You're like, it's a cave. Here we go. Kill some dudes. Run around. Let me get out of here. Oh, I died. Whatever. Inconvenient corpse run. When I go in a cave, people in my chat room are like, I don't think you should go in there. You are so brave no, for going in that cave. that's a bad idea because and I'm like, things respawn at the exit. Yeah. And then right. by the time you clear them out, the stuff you just killed behind you is when back. I, when I'm going into a dun- like a dungeon solo, I feel like I'm going into like a 10-man Naxxramas heroic raid. Like I'm, I'm about to engage in the hardest shit in the universe. Like there's a tension and appreciation for everything that on the surface, if you just look at the game, looks like the same game. And you're like, yeah, I'm glad I'm out of there. Yeah. But that friction <laughs> that 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 updates have taken away actually sort of add to the tension and dynamic of being methodical and really thinking like an actual survivor, right? If you're going to go hunting and camping, you got to bring food. You got to, you know, what happens if you break your leg out there? Got to bring some first aid. Like you come prepared eat before you go out. You just don't haul off into the woods or, or haul off on some mission without preparing in advance, having foreknowledge of things, etc., And it like really has that sort of feeling. That's why I died to the Murlocs was, it was a, um, both a, a, an error in discipline and in knowledge. And, and now like I'll know better, yeah. but I'm hoping not to make many more mistakes like that as I've, <laughs> as I re-rolled my, my warrior and I'm going again. Well, that's my question also, is you, yeah. is it, is it compelling? Like, obviously it is. You're playing again. Yeah. You yeah. So I'm, I'm, this is like one of the most exciting part of the stream. I'm walking, I'm, you know, I'm level five. I'm in uh wetlands, which is like a level 25 to 30 zone maybe. And the crocolis and see like 50 guys just run out of the woods there. You have to go back. But like a whole, I think somebody was chasing a bunch of monsters, and it was so peaceful, and I got so scared in that moment that there was so many dudes. If you blink, you'll miss it, but because it's already done now. Oh yeah, I but miss um, it. I tried to see it, I couldn't tell. But that's just. But this people just... watching would have seen like just you, I, there was like you know eight guys that ran right to the road through there. But you'll see there's a black slime that I'm, I'm watching out, and those crocolisks will run out of the water like in one shot I me mean, like I, i'm i'm one griefer away from death but i made it you know so i'm having a i'm having a, a weird feeling you tell me if you think there's any truth to this 
But this gives me the feeling the way I used to feel about Warcraft 3's Dota mod. And knowing then when I was watching it that I went, oh, this isn't stopping here. This is going to be huge. And it ended up being huge and Blizzard missed the entire boat. Yeah, this is the next auto chess. I think it could be. I think making a game like this based around this, uh, an open world type experience that's that's hard, that's brutal, that broadcasts your deaths to everybody. Yeah, everyone's got to play on the same server. It's not fun if you're just solo. Like part of it is the community experience. You see the death log. Um, part of it is the interaction between players. Like it's an essential, you feel like you're a part of something, right? Like that other players are experiencing. There is a community aspect to it, both in the discussion of the rules and the implement, what are the official hardcore servers going to be like going, I'm going to the classic wow subreddit on a daily basis just to see if there's knowledge or fun deaths to watch. Um, I've been watching as my, gold has now been doing like daily reactions to, cause the mod team, like you can submit your death to the mod team and they put out a compilation and then people are doing reactions <laughs> to like Asmongold in particular is doing it. And he's kind of funny because he's, you know, an elitist wow gamer and he's like, you idiot, oh, press your button. Like he's got pretty good react <laughs> content to that stuff. And, yeah. I really, and it's like, and it's just like building me up hype wise more and more. And then I'm playing it and I'm finding it oddly engaging. Guys, I got to finish Jedi Survivor and War Tales. I really like those games. What do I want to do the most right now? I want to play old ass World of Warcraft Man. and try not to die and make it to sixty. Like I kind of don't care about anything else right now except playing freaking World of Warcraft, and I'm actually stoked. It's been a while since I've felt great about World of Warcraft, and I think like my this, my stock and interest in the game has never been higher. Um, and I know chat room's been thinking it was good for me and suggesting it for a while, so it's finally kind of sparked some interest and then i, I want to pitch something to you guys you guys are probably gonna you know say no or you'll do it once and we won't get anywhere but the mod also has rule set for duos and trios oh, really and is they're much more survivable because as a trio we could tank heal dps right yeah so there is an achievement for a trio the only the only rule that would affect us about doing it is you all have to play together the whole way through. There's no logging on by yourself to get some shit done. You're you always playing to, together, right? You have to play together. Ideally, you're streaming it. They do validate the run both with the mod and your activities, yeah. and it's good to have video to support. There are also appeals. If a bullshit grief or death happens, you can't appeal. So that's something the mod community will do for you as well. Although as it gets more popular, I don't know how feasible that is. But anyways, there's a trio option, and I was like, Oh, I know a trio of badass <laughs> World of Warcraft gamers, and I'll totally play priest, man. I will heal. I'll play. I'll be the the. I'll be whatever you guys don't want. Scott can be damaged. You're gonna have and... to be horde for starters, because there ain't yeah. no way I'm playing so, no lions. I, there's but there's that's fine. There's it doesn't matter because there's no trading or auction house allowed. It really doesn't matter. The one benefit to alliance is I think most people play an alliance, so. For the memes and like all the activity, it's more fun. But apparently, I was seeing a thread that there's lots of horde players too. So I am good. It doesn't matter. We can play whatever, you know. But I want to throw it out there as like a thing we could potentially do is like uh, our hardcore trio. And you know, people find that shit engaging. They're mm-hmm. waiting to see us die. If they die, they win because yeah. they get an awesome video. Probably it's got going. <laughs> I'm dead. You know, like they'll love that, but we're going to try not to make that happen. We're going to try to be one of those people that are like, yeah, I got the 60 in hardcore. Wow. Look at us. You know? Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Anyways, I'm uh, and you know, why was why could be fun when you're working together with a team to accomplish goals. Uh you know. Yeah, it has that DNA and it's still I don't I'm just kind of jazzed about it, but anyways, it's uh it's an, oh yeah, and see I I couldn't get there because there was a level question mark orc and this friendly other night elf killed him for me and let me through. Oh. You know, like little stuff That's like nice. that, look right? That. Yeah. Community. Yeah. yeah. Look at you exactly. Your there's arms. like there's there's <laughs> absolute buttholes like somebody kept griefing and stealing <laughs> like monsters you cheering, waving your arms yeah, like an idiot awesome. yeah <laughs> i gave him the slash cheer and he gave me a bow and, and then that was good by the way don't i look like i'm gonna film noir like the lights gone yeah, down i was gonna say I, what time of night is this I, it's about six or seven but i didn't want to get up. it's hardcore mode i didn't want to get up and turn the light on until i was sure i was safe <laughs> and lighting think, is like every movie where there's a sinister man peeking through a closet yeah, exactly yeah. it was so funny like it was just funny how like the it looked like film quality it's just all on my forehead it's pretty awesome yeah that's great and um no i've been having a great time with this uh with this with this mode man like it's (laughs) (laughs) it's great (laughs) yeah i know it's literally every film where someone comes in and their lights don't turn on and they want to establish that the killer's watching them as they they do that shot right there yeah (laughs) that's great I may have to make like a, a rear window fake movie poster or something out of that. That's pretty good. You look like a paranoid yeah, guy. Yeah, there is an element of that. But I'm like, I'm not getting up to turn the light on until I'm safe. Like I was in the middle of the wetlands run. You, the crocolis is going to eat my face if I just stand there. Yeah. Or someone's going to grief me. The griefing is real. Wow. But but uh, yeah, like I think and someone asked are the people raid, raiding at Endgame? Yep, there are hardcore level 60 guilds that are just pushing Nax, doing the raid thing like Nax, uh, Ragnaros and stuff like that. That seems crazy to me. I get it, but it seems crazy. You know? It's for, you know, it's for the bragging rights and it is an old game, so it breathes new life into it. But the reason why I think this could be like the birth of a new genre is because we, like I get that games need to be accessible, but there is something fun about the struggle, I guess. And, and it's just, it's a, I think it, I think it's a good breeding ground for it because people are so familiar with the game that it's, and it's so beloved. It gives people a reason to come back and play it. And, uh, and, and I don't know, I could see, like John said, the right kind of mind behind a game that does something like this could introduce something potentially new to the game. I just, I'm getting those feelings of like, Oh, by the birth of riot, some kind of version of riot is happening right now. These devs are like, I feel like you're nailing it a hundred percent. This feels like the Western version of dark souls. Yeah. And, um, it feels like, it feels like we are a bit on the cusp of something like this taking off in the right way. And hopefully, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe Blizzard would announce it as a feature and never release it, so maybe they're the wrong people. But, um, like, you know, you would like to think that they would act on it now. It would um, really suck if it just passed them by again and some other big startup just made billions on it and they missed out on it, you know? Because, I mean, right now it's a great fit for early Vanilla WoW. But you can see a game built from the ground up with this style oh, 100%, of gameplay 100%. in mind being yeah. insanely popular and insanely good. No, they and could it's totally a bit do of a, it. It's, the, the interesting thing, too, is like there's hardcore mode in Diablo, but but Diablo A is a fast-paced game. You know, like there's not a lot of meth, uh, methodology to it. This is more like, you know, leveling to 60 is like a week-long affair. You know, no vacation, you, you know life, or maybe three days. I don't know how long it takes. 
but it's a marathon and to lose there are characters that die at level 58 like you see them in the kill span you're like that dude died at level 58 i've even seen whole teams die like when you because mostly it's low level guys that die but when you see four people in the kill feed that's 58 you know a dungeon wipe just happened and (laughs) and five people lost four days of freaking grinding in a dungeon and it's like oh you know that reaction like Getting feelings like that while you're playing a game is sort of what makes it alive. That you don't, I, I don't play like Diablo three. Even go like, oh, that guy died. Oh, I can viscerally feel it. You're like, whatever. It's like I feel alive. You know, you're just like, oh. But also funny if you can laugh at it and as well as feel the pain. It's, it's been a kind of an interesting experience. I'm, I'm really digging it, honestly. That's very cool. Um, I. I really do think that if Blizzard wants to do something, they do it now. But, yeah. But yeah, like one of the, so they're doing official hardcore servers, but a lot's still up in the air. One of the things they are doing is slash Mukgara is going to be a thing where you can fight to the death to another player. And that death is a hardcore death. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Right now, That's right now, if you duel, cool. like I dueled someone who's being irritating, they accepted and I beat them, but they yield and you don't kill them. And I was like, oh, it's not in the game yet. But they are putting actual fight to the death in the hardcore mode, which is awesome. But there's a number of things. There's a number of ways to trivialize the journey that's up for a lot of debate right now, which is you can easily get a level 60. (laughs) I see what you've done. (laughs) You can easily like get twink. (laughs) It's easy to twink out. If you keep all the social features in there, it's easy to have someone high level twink you out. Mm. Part of the challenge is no auction house, no... um, trades although if we were in a trio we could all get different professions and then help each other with the profession mats oh right you get sense. each other bags and stuff but yeah. solo it's hard you get two professions like i just think is the rise in popularity you. of survival games is that's huge survival games are huge take yeah. this these aspects that only a mmo can provide to that template and then yeah. add in that difficulty you could really have something if you made something new my only complaint or only worry would be it would cater to a lot of real big dicks. Like you're not one. I know you like it just for the challenge. But big some dicks don't get anywhere. The dicks, dicks. like the, the, the dicks don't make it past level fifteen. Like, <laughs> like, like most of the di- like most of the like once you get to a high enough level, everyone people who work hard like that's the thing. Like WoW kind of takes you have to kind of work at it. Mm. And the people that are jokers and yahoos like literally they're they're like Elwyn Forest is the worst. The human. Human race is the worst in World of Warcraft. There's, I agree. I there's so that. many, you know, crappy people in Elwyn and Northshire, and I'm like, they probably haven't even hit twenty like once. You know, like they're they're having their fun in that early stage. So once you get past that, like I've gone to level Lochmodan and Westfall, there's if the population thins out and there is much less asshattery. Mm. There are still dicks at all levels of play. But most of the, those guys are hot air that can't don't they don't, they don't get anywhere. Is the game is the game fully PV? Excuse me, PVP on those servers as well? No, it's an RP server. Okay, so they don't so, <laughs> so they don't, they can't grief you entirely, right? They can't just go around picking people. Off, so right? so, the, so the the main ways of griefing are you know that cross faction. We saw the clip last week or the week before with the you can pretend to you know trick people into engaging PVP. Like, for example, if you're a hunter and you, you can go invisible and you get a pet boar named Princess, you could trick someone into, because Princess is an NPC, a named pig that you have to kill in Elwyn Forest. Yeah. 
you know, you can trick someone into flagging PvP by making your boar called Princess and having them, you know, attack <laughs> it, and then you, you mow them down. Like, so... You, that's, I love that, though. That's a possibility. Yeah. Stuff like that, griefing is definitely happening. The other kind of griefing is, like, to finish quests, there are rare spawn mobs, and you could be camping, you know, unfairly and, and disrupting other people's play. That's pretty rough, but you can work around that. And the last kind is um, people, you know, doing a, a threat manipulation, which is like you go grab a hard monster kite it to another area and then have like like really like feign death or something so that it triggers and attacks something else in the area and then you know a level oh. 60 dinosaur comes smacking a level 30 because they 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 drop threat and you know you're the nearby threat or whatever so so there is still a bit of that but the mods like that's why it's good to have it on video there are there are appeals for your deaths if you were if you died due to grief the people running the the hardcore website uh, moderators will give you a pass. Yeah. I don't know if Blizzard and their official servers will have the manpower to be doing that kind of stuff, but at least as far as, you know, with scale comes problems and I think Blizzard probably has to be more merciless than the, the mod runners do, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm very oh, and the, curious. The, the RP, if you're doing it, sorry, I just need to mention Hardcore WoW, the, the RP server is Bloodsail Buccaneers. It says full, and I've seen people be like, oh, I can't join, it's full. No, join the server no matter if it says it's full or not. Uh, WoW has phasing. Yeah. Classic Era has phasing technology. So it doesn't matter whether it's full or not. Like They can just make new instances of zones if they're overpopulated. So don't worry about it. Okay. Play, on, play on that server. I thought it just wouldn't and, let you, like it blocked you from joining. Nope. No, okay. it was full. And I, I've made a, I have a full, uh, <laughs> I have 10 characters at level one. Right? You know, I, I just made different variations on the Gorath name and, you know, there you go. Gaforath, is he in there? Uh, yeah. I've also heard the two most boring classes to level in classic era is Paladin, followed by Priest, but Priest has some perks, but Paladin's definitely your, your two-button presser, uh, so. Yeah. Two button Terry. I would totally do Hunter because I'd want to do that pet grief thing. That sounds like fun. <laughs> I really like that. Well, <laughs> now Blizzard on the heart Blizzard's the, so the people who are running it are aware that it's the hardcore uh, server. They are going out of their way to be a little extra hardcore on bands there. Oh, so, like, so maybe you get don't grief. You get report like like there are the, there were griefers who griefed Asmongold. And they and he was like level seven. It wasn't that egregious, but they banned they perma banned all their accounts, like retail as well as their classic account. So oh. they're taking it. They're taking the hardcore server pretty seriously. I wouldn't mess with them. <laughs> Whoever's moderating yeah. the hardcore servers at Blizzard, I think kind of is. Ha I think they're getting a reputation for having a pretty firm hand so i wouldn't encourage it even though it sounds hilarious it does or at least I guess do it on burner accounts and not confess to it on a show with a lot of <laughs> listeners oh you just walked through a tree you just walked through a tree with 2004 polygons that was a gross tree oh my gosh I, 2004 polygons it looks so bad oh my god i think gosh. you i know what you meant but it sounded like you just had at your disposal the total amount of polygons <laughs> of the tree. it had 2004 polygons, polygons. That's no that it. if i had said that it would have been two polygons because it looked terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's old game, but you know what? There's some nostalgia. You go back to those old zones, listen to that old music, 
it's not the worst experience, honestly. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun, yeah. and playing with friends can make these kinds of games more fun. So, uh, sleep on it, and let me know what you think. But I wonder. I would love to do a trio run with you guys. I do wonder if maybe this informs. Maybe they'll say more at BlizzCon, but maybe this informs the design of this survival game they're making that we all forget they announced. Um, what's it called? I mean, well, they don't have a name yet. Just their they don't have a name. Just a survival yeah. game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I, to me, that feels like it's more in the survival. Like Valheim is not permadeath, right? No, like, of course not. Yeah, it's punishing death. But you know, Blizzard's known for innovating in the direction of making death less more forgiving or making things more forgiving, right. which makes the hardcore angle of Blizzard games interesting and makes this pretty interesting. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I I. I to me, Blizzard making a game that's like this on purpose, that's like play, die, start from scratch, we restore nothing, we take no appeals. I think that's hard for a big corporation to sell something like that. No, I you agree. Know? I just think John, it goes to John's thing about, hey, Blizzard, just make games and push them out. Not quit, quit dragging your feet or trying to be precious. Just make a thing. Like, I think yeah. this is a good example of that. Just do this. Just make it. I, I kind of hope that I really want them to knock the, the official hardcore servers out of the park because i would say i think there should be limited trading like you should be able to trade with people um you should be able to trade items at your level or lower let's say mm-hmm. and you should be able to trade items like buy on the auction house at your level or lower so that you can't twink people out you know like i i still think there should be some limited trading which sounds like they're working on so this one's a pretty hardcore, but I think a little limited trading might be okay. There's some talk about bot farm, you know, gold botting yeah, happening. Always. So I don't, I don't, I don't. Maybe it's just better to turn off. But I, I kind of wish for a little bit more social interaction and systems there, which I think they're going to do. Yeah. And grouping, there's a no grouping rule unless you're in a declared duo or trio. I think you should be able to group with people within like two or three levels, even to do world content because that's the game yeah but i don't know maybe i'm wrong about that just too. make a version i'm of enjoying game. it you should make it in your programming language in a weekend and we'll all be playing it by monday <laughs> in a weekend yeah. yeah hardcore super well super laker it is hardcore uh, although there's no health bar yet but you know if you there die, will be yeah don't get too comfortable know. everybody uh speaking of comfort we're gonna go relieve ourselves and take a break when we come back uh we're gonna do dear martha we got an awesome magazine lined up to talk about from yesteryear we also have some more news items that we think are worthy of sharing and a couple of texts from our listeners all that and more coming up so come back shortly everyone we'll see you in a second All right, we're back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there. We're now going to dive directly into a Dear Martha. John, we have images. We have a, we have a thing you've done. It's all here. Anything special before I hit play? Nope. I just had to get it open, which I've done. So well, time has been bought. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, video gaming illustrated from April of 1983 is what we are looking at today. Let's start at the cover. It features Tron and Spider-Man, now both Disney properties to various degrees. But really look at this Spider-Man. This is a Spider-Man when artists still felt like they could explore the character and make bold decisions. Like make the iconic stylized spider logo instead look like there's just a massive goddamn spider on his chest. (laughs) Or on the Tron side, make him kind of look like Tony Hawk. 
Hey, yeah, Tron, grind that rail, my man. Yeah. Uh, also, speaking of comics, this magazine promises Atari versus Mystique. And I got to give this one to Mystique because while Atari is a company, you never know who Mystique is going to shape shift into. Yeah. It's tricky like that. Yeah, yeah. While we're talking about the cover, though, I do want to point out that, ironically, the blurb about the cover where they claim two characters who would never otherwise meet or join forces. I wouldn't be too sure in 2023. It could happen. <laughs> Whenever I go back to the early 80s of video game magazines, it reminds me very much of the times. Bright, colorful covers... But then you get into it, and it just kind of sucks. I mean, here's some amazing Spider-Man art. And here is the Atari game that it inspired. Once I saw those screenshots, I suddenly realized why they didn't lean on images to sell or promote games in this time period. There really isn't a lot to see. Spider-Man kind of looks like a two-year-old got a hold of a Sharpie and went to town on an Eggo waffle. <laughs> but people in the 80s had better imaginations than people today, and somehow that became an epic skyscraper battle with the Green Goblin. But this restriction inspired creativity. Where else will you find pages with step-by-step -step diagrams on how to beat Qbert? And look, Martha, a lot of these old magazines are about novelty. This one literally has an article called, But Captain Kirk Has One, with the subheadline of, even if you don't have a 400 crew member starship to run, there are many good reasons to own a computer. <laughs> well, thank God we'll finally have a reason to own a computer. Yeah. Finally, Martha, this is where I'd normally leave you with an ad and a sign off. But in what I think is this magazine's most interesting feature, I'd like to close with three different celebrities takes on video games in the 1980s. Now, Andy Kaufman had a lot to say. He played a great many video games, but oh I just want to focus on his last tidbit when he said, obviously I'm all for video games, but I don't think they'll ever replace wrestling. There's nothing, <laughs> not even a great video game, to compare with the thrill of getting into the ring. Even if you lose, you feel good, which isn't the case with video games. <laughs> Uh, but let's see what Cleavon Little from Blazing Saddles and Grease Lightning said. He said, I'm a Pac-Man freak. I love video games and I find them very challenging. I Based. really want to get more into them and having the time is a problem. Actually, we're all kind of obliged to get to know them better since video games are a part of the future. They're an exciting part, though a little frightening because there are so many technological areas which are as yet untapped, unexplored. I have the feeling that from now on, something new and monumental is going to be discovered every few months. <laughs> That's why it's important for parents to expose their children to these games and do them together. They've got to show kids that there's more to life than games, but that the games and the computer are an important part of the future in terms of education and recreation. Whoa, man, who knew Cleveland, what was his name, Cleveland Little? Yeah. Based Cleveland Little. He knew. When was this magazine? 1972? 81, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Sorry, uh, Martha. 83. Sorry, I'm asking uh, yeah, you to break I'm character. Sorry. 83. Um, and finally, it, it, honestly, an inspiring bit of text, but let's leave it with the most old man statement from Kirk Douglas, actor and director, <laughs> who said, I'm amazed by technology. Computers, going to the moon, 
even the telephone. I just wish I didn't have to ask a 12-year-old how they work. <laughs> Yours in time, <laughs> S. Beckett, 83. Let's see, Michael Douglas would have been in his 30s here. So As Kirk Douglas. Yeah, but his bro- I'm just trying to think how old his son would be. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it would have been about that, which is a weird thing to think about. Uh, that was awesome. Love that. I didn't even know this existed. This is a new brand magazine for me. Never heard of it. Still, still people like both of them today. Like you could, you could probably source these quotes from people living now in mm-hmm. a similar Star Wars 2023 mm-hmm. edition. Yep, you totally could. One guy's like, uh, "It's amazing. Don't know how they work." Other guys like, "I love video games. Play them with your kids." I love this caption then, on the uh, yeah. the computer one. It says, "Though video games have traditionally been a stronghold of male wish fulfillment, men and women both benefit from personal computers." <laughs> <laughs> wow! Amazing! Wow! Wow! Games not for girls. Yep. You heard it here. You heard it here from Video Gaming Illustrated. That's right. We were still hung up on that shit. Uh, nicely done, as always. Let's move on to some more news. <laughs> couple of quick things today. Mortal Kombat 1, not 12, mm. 1. Not 12. Yeah. 1. Got announced. Uh, we kind of predicted this last week, and a few people pointed it out. Said that you guys are, you know, I don't think it was that hard, though. The, the way they were teasing it, it seemed like it was a, a throwback. The story was going to reboot land. Like, whatever Liu Kang was doing was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the sure the last things. game ended. For those who don't know, because I am absolutely, I'm already seeing people be like, "So stupid! Why are they calling it one? Just call it 12. Like, I'm for whatever reason, Mortal Kombat lore is dumb, but it's important enough to me to say, if you played the last game, yeah, it ended with Liu Kang literally rebooting the universe. One makes perfect sense for the number for this game. Yeah, it, it's fine. We're yep. starting over. It's, it's abso- one. absolutely fine. What I didn't expect. So what I expected was kind of what they gave me in the first two thirds of this, where I was like, oh, it's kind of bright and shiny, and these characters are young. They rebooted. They the you know look how young Raiden is here, and look at all the different you know all this stuff. Not Raiden. That guy's uh, Kung Lao. Anyway, like all of these like characters i'm like okay it's you know a return to i don't know it's a simpler time or whatever and then there's like five fatalities in a row that are some of the grossest shit i've ever seen <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. combat. so i'm yeah, all in i mean it's a very peaceful hopeful trailer until it very suddenly isn't anymore yeah. and uh yeah that's a good way of putting it I really I like think, what I'm seeing, though. I think it looks great. Yeah, well, one kind of hopes is maybe like this iteration will be a little less just. I kind of like the goofy B movie camp of the Mortal Kombat's, but, you know, it's to, it's appealing to get like a grounded, a rebooted, maybe more self serious version of the game. Like, I. Yeah, it's hard to tell from this know. if we'll get that, but I agree. It's, it does have that tone. Um, and, and I'd be down with it. Uh, I wonder though if it makes the fatality seem more mean. If it's more, ser- you know, if the game takes itself too seriously, it's hard to ex- explain uh, what I mean. I, I'm sure right. it won't when, be. Yeah. When yeah. when you're like, oh, these are these are human beings just like us, and then they get their head caved, and you're like, no. When they're just characters, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and people, I, I'm already seeing it. Katana and Melina were not in MK1. This is not a remake of Mortal Kombat One. No. It is a brand new game, new story. 
And actually, part of the reason why I think the beginning of this, God, it's so brutal. It's so so gory. It's so distractingly gory. This speaks my language, though. I love it so much. It's pretty great. But there is rumor of this thing called a a cameo mode, which is basically the idea that they might have some form of tag system to Mm. this game. So it is confirmed that cameo with a K is going to be a mode in this. And it sounds like the speculation currently is that you will have a mode where partners can tag in and assist during battle. And that might be, you know, what they're teasing with. You know, showing Scorpion and Sub-Zero hanging out together, showing Katana and Melina hanging out together. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for it. I'm always excited for a new Mortal Kombat. Like like I said last week, the only way you lose me is if you say, we're not doing a story mode this time. <laughs> then I'm like, well, I'm out because yeah. I got weirdly invested and have been for a long time now. And But considering this is all a story-based trailer, that would be insane. Yeah. Yeah, I it looks. I can't wait for more, but it looks awesome on the front of it. Uh, I'm stoked about this game. So, oh, and uh, one other thing the uh, the details surrounding the uh, pricing for you know it's 2023 game. There's going to yeah. be multiple editions. Uh, did reveal that there is a Jean Claude Van Damme skin for, for Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage. Yeah, if you were hoping so, Johnny Cage was not in Mortal Kombat One slash Twelve. I got bad news for you. He's back. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. coming to it. Coming to it. Uh, yeah. Watch for this. 2023, right? This year. Before the end of the year. Uh, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, didn't they say, it's actually, I think it's soon. It may when be. Was it? They said it at the end of the trailer, I think. Oh. Really soon, eh? That's kind of wild. I, like, I was... Like I guess they've surprised. been building. It seems like September the way things look. September 19th. Jeez. They've, they've been building on, you know, their existing, you know, engine. Right? Like, I don't, I don't know how much is starting from scratch versus building on what's come before. <laughs> it's three months away, you guys. It's not very far. And also, um, I yeah. am, well, it's all they've been working on. But also, this is usually a DC year for them. They usually do the, un, un what's it called? Uninvolved? What is it? In, Injustice. Injustice. Uninvolved. <laughs> You know, the great fighting game called Uninvolved. Uninvolved. It's a bunch of people just going, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> it's about all those Street Fighter characters in the background that were just like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not me. I'm not. I don't have a horse in this race. I do remember. You know what's ironic about this? I totally remember Dishonored this week. No problem. Yeah. But, but it doesn't even need to come up because no one's talking about it and Redfall still sucks. So uh, there's that. And you can remember uh, Redfall. Yeah, I remember Redfall really well. Um, it's garbage. All right, let's move yeah, on. Four months. It's not 2024, right? It really is just four months just away. Just four months away. Right? Yeah. This is what I like. I, I like when a game how, comes out quick and we didn't know about it and it's polished and good. And I like this. This is the. It didn't say 2023. No, the, the, so the video didn't. If they but, have to delay it, they buy a whole year. <laughs> yeah, like, technically that's a good point. They could delay it. Uh, I'll bet it's this year, though. I'll bet. I think it is, too. Uh, Amazon announced a Lord of the Rings MMO, which is probably a surprise for the Lord of the Rings MMO that already exists. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know Lord of the Rings Online has its following. It does. It does fine. It's been around forever. Um, This is probably a little weird, right? Two two Lord of the Rings MMOs simultaneously. I mean, one's really old, and this would be, you know, uh, presume it would be a nice modern thing with modern sensibilities, but... But still, it's a little strange. Um, but they're working on one, so 
Watch yep. for that. Oh, you will now have way. two choices in Lord of the Rings MMOs. Yep. What a what a bounteous yeah, experience. I, I guess D&D has a bit of this because they've got um, the D&D one that's just called Dungeons & Dragons Online. And then they have the one that's, um, oh, I forgot the name. It's a free-to-play one that's se- seemingly does okay. I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, they have their multiple D&D branded MMOs out there. But no one thinks of those of this. But as, as as like an IP property, an entertainment slash book property like this, a little weird to have two going. But maybe they'll do the whole like uh, uh, what was the show called? Happy Rings R Us. What was it? Happy Rings. Are you talking about Rings of Power? Rings of Power. Maybe they focus on that era or something. I don't know. I don't know. I, no I mean, they, they made that show, didn't they? Right? Yeah, it's an Amazon like, Studios it was an thing. Amazon show. So they probably. They're like, hey, we can get we can get people into the show. Let's create brand synergy. Yep. Somewhere someone said brand synergy. Yep, and that person sucks. Uh, so I, I want to interject a little bit. Go. Something to let people know about. On Steam right now, you can buy the ultimate edition of MK11 and the ultimate edition of Uninvolved 2 for <laughs> its... $13 Canadian. For so both? For both games? Gosh, that's a like, good deal. That's a lot of story gameplay. They're yeah. like basically, yeah, they're yeah. basically giving <laughs> the games away for free, basically. If, if you were saving up playing a PvE mode in a competitive game and Overwatch just burst your bubble, buy both those games and you've got hours of PvE content. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go. For, I'm pretty sure pretty I have great. both on Steam already, but I'm going to check because that's. Yeah, but I mean, crazy. it's, you know, just buying the base game Mortal Kombat is $7 Canadian. Like, they're just pretty much giving it away. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. I love Injustice as well. Injustice, Injustice is, is fantastic. It's proof that Mortal Kombat isn't successful simply on the back of fatalities. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Injustice and you know what else is cool? Great. You know what else is cool? The comic spinoff from the game. So much He's better than it has the any best right. Comic books I've ever read. Yeah, yes. it has no, so it has good. no right to be as good as it is. It's fantastic. Is it Tom King? Scott, or if we the other can guy? just nerd out for a moment, did yeah. you know that Superman's son, yeah, uh, John Kent, John Kent, is currently in the Injustice universe? Yes, like canon. John Kent, yeah. just met Injustice Superman. It's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so good. It's a crazy good series. If you guys have slept on that, don't. It's you, I get when you see a crossover with games on comics and you just kind of roll your eyes. I get that tendency. This is not that. This is so good. It's and awful. also the like, oh, but Superman's evil thing is mm-hmm. a trope. Like I the the comic books contain one of the greatest Superman stories ever told. Um, and proof that Tom Taylor, the guy who wrote it, wants to write Happy Superman and just didn't get the opportunity to. Yep. But there's an issue called The Man of Yesterday, which is the Superman that everybody who wants a good Superman story, it's that Superman. It's Superman helping a kid fix his bike. Yep. Like, it is so, so good. Yep. Injustice is amazing. Yeah, Tom Taylor, an amazing writer, too, by the way. Tom King as well. Both Toms at DC. Both, both the Toms killing it. Hold on to those guys. Because they're great. Uh, all right. Well done. Let's do some core correspondence. That's a good question. Uh, thanks, Mars Pansy, again for that, <laughs> that uh, term we're now using. You can email us, text us, and uh, all sorts of stuff here at the show. Today it's going to be texts. These all came to 801-471-0462. And the first one's from Pat, who says, Hello, core crew. When it comes to the home defense question, we're talking about what console would you defend yourself with like as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was last week. I don't know how nobody mentioned the S tier home defense, an original Game Boy. It's basically a brick. So if you throw it at an assailant's head, 
Night, night. And the best part is it would probably still work afterwards. Love the show, Pat. Fair point. They're just not very heavy or sharp-edged or anything, you know? They're just kind of, I don't know. I feel like I could take a hit from a Game Boy. Maybe not multiple. (laughs) Like, yeah, it would be heavy, but it's not sharp. Right. uh, But I think you could get some heft behind it. Like, some of those other consoles are heavier. You know, you're fighting your own ability to throw. You can chuck a a Game Boy. It's also more... Uh, aerodynamic than say a steam deck which i think has more heft but is a wheeled on un- it's kind of unwieldy and wide yeah i, I feel like you'd be yeah. afraid to throw the steam deck for multiple reasons one that's a lot of money I yeah it's a think. lot for a weapon two it's built in such a way that i would be concerned though i would be surprised that it came back and hit me like a boomerang <laughs> like a boomerang <laughs> i love it I don't know that it would do it, but I don't know that it wouldn't. Yeah, there's like a better than zero chance that it might come back and hit me. (laughs) I love that. Um, Let's move on to this one from Tim in Illinois. This is, uh, let's see, where is it? Here we go. Uh, Hey, core crew. When I listened to Bo's list of the qualities of War Tales, I couldn't help but think, wow, this sounds a lot like Expeditions or the Expeditions series. Anyone who likes Divinity 2 set in historical eras needs to play Expeditions Rome. Says Tim in Illinois. This, I believe, is on. I had this on my wish list. It's on Game Pass PC, but I'm pretty sure I haven't played it yet. Um, So you haven't played it, Bo? You don't, but you know about it. No, I I didn't know about it prior to War Tales. The one I'd heard of was Battle Brothers. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I I looked up those comparisons too. I can't remember. I just got exploring one day. And yeah, I mean, more tales has taken up a lot of my time, so I don't really have room for a second one. Dance card being full, but if you're looking for more, this this does look like a variation on the same thing. It looks so. like a. I thought it was well. I guess I guess War tales is a bit like this too. But to me, it struck me as kind of uh, XCOMy. But I think I'm just thinking of the combat sequences and they're yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think this one might be a little more campaign or have story elements a little more. War tales a little more agnostic to those to those things, but. Yeah. You know, turn-based uh, warband management. I don't know what to call the genre apart from use fifteen words. Yeah, it's but, got the know, big it looks zoom, interesting. How, you know, big zoomed-out camera when you're traveling yeah. and zoomed in. Combat. I think it's one of those things where it's like sometimes you've got a game in a genre and you like it, and you don't necessarily need to play all the games in the genre. Is how I feel about War Tales right now. Like I'll get that experience from War Tales, and I'll be like, okay, I'm good. Yeah move on to other things. So I'm not rushing out to get this, but I did wishlist it because you never know. I might get to the end of War Tales and want more of something like that, and that'll be there for me. Boy, a lot of but, divinity uh, comparisons in these reviews, too. I guess he said that in his message, but... Huh. Yeah. I'm, I'm tempted I, as well. I, I think it is on Game Pass, so for those out there with Game Pass PC... I mean, again, work. if you're looking for a divinity substitute, you know, we don't have much longer until Baldur's Gate nope. 3 is in full release. Yep. So, you know. Oh my gosh, that is soon. Is that August? Yeah. Oh my August. gosh. So this fall we'll be playing it. Are we playing together? I want to play that one together. Can we do that? Can we find yes. a way? We gotta, yeah, absolutely. We got to figure something out. That it. would be great. How many well, players can play in a, in the campaign? I think it's four player up to four players. So we'll, we'll we can either, we can do three. I don't think you have to fill all four out, but we could find a fourth. We could get Kyle. I bet he'd do it. And Kristen would yeah. happily cheer us on. If I had to guess, yeah. 
I, I think I think we can talk to Kyle about that. I would leave Garrett out. I guess <laughs> Garrett's not going to be happy. About that. I think it broke Garrett's heart that he got left out. Of course, so did you guys. I'm the only one that got in on the last one. Yeah. Oh, the last. Well, really, I'm in. the one who deserves to be left out at this point because I left both of no. you out and Garrett got left out. It's <laughs> really want, my turn. <laughs> people want the core crew together, you know. Because I think this would be extra content for the show. Like, that's true. I, let I think them we fight probably it out in it. the wrestling game. Have their characters fight in the wrestling game. Whoever wins the match. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. Why we'll, don't we do that? We'll do a tournament to see yeah. who gets invited. None to, of us will uh, be a part of the game. game. No. It'll be, really, it'll be Ben, Brian Ibbett, The Miz, mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle. And Kyle. <laughs> so we'll have, and Kyle will still be in there. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, well, anyway. Yeah, that's oh, excited about that game. But also, this expedition thing seems cool. This came out uh, see just last year is all, so it's new ish. Anyway, uh, thank you for the reminder that it exists, Tim. And if you want to be like Tim in Illinois or Pat uh, or any of our people who email us, Texas or other, uh, whatever, you can find all that contact detail stuff over at frogpants.com/core. All right, before we get out of here, another big list of new patrons. You guys are awesome. My gosh, I don't even know what to say to these people. I'm going to name their names, though. All right? I might mess some, some of them up. So let's let's see who just joined us at patreon.com slash core show. Mace Grimm. Nightwing. Not the real Nightwing, I'm guessing. Ben Coates. <laughs> we don't know. Well, we don't know. It's we don't not know. Doc's Nightwing. He just no. wants to go by his alien. Yeah, we don't want to dox Dick Grayson. Uh, let's see. Ben Coates. <laughs> T- TDP minus. Is that a WoW reference, that guy? Yeah, total dragon point minus. All right. I, thought it was, I thought it was DK DKP. That is usually, but that's why oh, I'm wondering. Oh, what is it? Yeah, that is dragon kill points. Yeah, DKP. What's TDP? TDP? Total uh, disciplinary total... penis minus. I have no idea. TDP. I don't know. It could be something totally different. You could write in and tell us. Let us know, TDP minus. Also, Carla M., Patrick Alcorn, Mucklefish. Oh, yeah, I love that name. George Orr, Christian oh. Campbell, Stud Nerd. <laughs> that's that's his that's his nerd. Uh, you know, you got like the board yeah. game geek, and you got the fitness geek, and now you got Stud Geek. Who's stud like, Geek, yep, Stud Nerd. I know all about being handsome and virile. That's right. The ladies love him. And then finally, Dennis. All of you are amazing new people. Oh, no, Dennis, no. Just, <laughs> Just kind of landed in a funny place. But you guys are all amazing, and you have joined a big, happy family of patrons who are helping real cool shit happen around here. So thank you so much. Patreon.com slash core show is the place to go find it. You'll never get commercials. You'll get host content every week. Oh, by the way, before this weekend's up, you'll have my, oh, yeah. uh, my May uh, episode host thing, uh, which I'm very excited about. I'm going deep on why Chorecore works. How do we get to listen to it? Do I have to become a patron? Yeah, too? I need to listen no, to it because I yeah. need to. I need to know what you guys did to help inspire me when it's my. Turn. I will just. I'll put a copy of it in our Discord, and the rest will go to the patrons. So you don't have to. You don't have to worry oh, about. Sweet, it. take that, patrons. Get. I don't gotta pay. Uh, I can give you bows as well, John. <laughs> did you ever hear bows? If no, I didn't hear. Oh, I'll, I'll give. You, I, I, I still have it. it. I can give it to him. Anyway, those yeah. happen every month. You also get uh, other cool benefits like art in the mail. That reminds me, I got to draw something. It's almost the, ooh, it's the 18th. i got to hurry. Anyway, every month, brand new art for me. Uh, and all this stuff comes at a very low price. Check it out. Patreon.com slash course show. All right. I think that is going to do it for us. But first, Grandma's got to have her say and tell us what we played today. So, Grandma, please take it away. 
Well, despite the fact that they talked about it for like two and a half hours, you might have forgotten what games they mentioned somewhere along the way. So here's the games that the boys played. Yeah. Scott played tape to tape. That's the hockey one. If you have a vague recollection of hockey, tape to tape is the game for you. He played Metroid Fusion in a 100% legal capacity. Please don't sue Nintendo. And he played Guardians of the Galaxy because Scott just is drawn to the sound of idle arguments. (laughs) John continued to watch wrestling happen in WWE 2K23. He finished Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Good on him. And he played Diablo 4 in the beta. Uh, Apparently, it wasn't a perfect enough 10 for Bo to figure out a way to make that happen because it's not on his list. He played For the King 2 in beta. And he also played hardcore WoW. Yeah, wow. These are all truths. Oh, and I should thank people real quick. Um, there's been so much going on, I, I almost forgot to mention it. As of yesterday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, the Kickstarter for Dungeon Murder, my new card game, oh, ended. Yeah. And uh, not only did it fund, we funded it 400% higher than I needed it to do. Nice. Which means, Congratulations. Which means a whole lot of work is about to happen. But I'm thrilled to do it and fulfill it and get it out there. And I can't wait for people to play it. You're going to go, oh, it's just another one of his pet projects. It's probably okay. But I'm telling you, you're going to have a blast with this effing game. It's so much fun. People played it in Vegas. And they would never lie to me how much they liked it. So I want you to know that if you missed, if you missed, <laughs> I don't really like I'm that. I'm sure it's true, but it just was very funny to me. They never lied to me. Yeah, they never lied to me. No one. I have friends that would never tell me the tr- a dishonest statement. Yep, never, never mistruths in those people. So if you want to find out for yourself, here's the deal: either supported it and you'll get those first, or once everyone's fulfilled, I'll put them up on the store after. So there's still some that will come to those who maybe missed it or otherwise couldn't do it at the time. Anyway, giant thanks to everybody for your support. That means a lot to me. Uh, Congratulations personally. on the successful Kickstarter. Thank you very much. I can't wait yeah. to get decks out to all of you guys so everybody can experience the damn thing. I'm very proud of it. And why didn't I put money towards this? Well, you're busy. You got I don't know. I'm not, I, know well, I know why I didn't. I'm broke. But yeah. I still why didn't you, Bo? <laughs> yeah, you have I, money coming, out, money your coming out of your arse. Well, not out of my ears, but I can toss. You know, I like to support my friend. I feel bad. I, I feel meant bad. to do it with Rock Runners, eh. and now I didn't do it with this. Five, three, yeah. three weeks was all you had, and it's just, you know, it's not a lot of time. It's not a time thing. It's just like a. I just need someone. It's like it's like a lot of stuff in my house. If someone doesn't tell me, hey, chain, take the garbage out, I forget about it. Yeah, and it stinks. You it's know, under, stuff like that. I understand, but it's all good because uh, I'm just I'm just proud of it. And it wouldn't even if I had only done the tiny amount we asked for, I'd still be thrilled because this is this is going to be great once I get into people's hands. So look forward to that. Thank you all again for your support on that. Any of you listeners, of course. In the meantime, until we're back next week, frogpants.com slash core has all our contact details, all our stuff. And if you want to watch the show live, we do it on YouTube on Thursday nights. Uh, Just go to youtube.com slash Scott Johnson, or you'll find it on our page. That's going to do it for us. For me, for John, for Bo, and for the rest of you. We'll see you next time. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have chosen to defy peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.